Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey, from people. That's where the, you know, that, that's where the problem arrives, in which we talk Recorded about all the time. Live. You know, we talk about it from time to time, and I know it sounds like a crazy idea. But in the end, if a robot is going to take somebody's job, that guy's not going to make any money. He's not going to be able to retire. What's he going to have? What's he going to do? I mean, the, one way or another, the robots have to be taxed in order to support, to provide adequate support for the people they replace. That's what I just said, yeah. Well, I understand. I understand. But I'm, what I'm saying is, as nutty as the idea sounds, what other alternatives do we have? How are we going to generate enough money for you to retire one day, George, if we replace you with a robot? Just say, well, George, it's been nice talking to you. <laughs> Where's your retirement coming from? But it's also another way the multinational corporation gets to avoid taxes because no no longer is there any other you know, taxes that he has to take out and send to the government. So not only would there be some sort of a retirement tax, there would also be other taxes you know, for all areas of the government to collect. Well, the whole thing, we are stumbling into a brave new world for sure. And, you know, Alice in Wonderland, everything getting curiouser and curiouser, negative interest rates, fiat money, robots being replaced. Don't have to worry about the illegal aliens. You have to worry about the illegal aliens being replaced by legal robots. <laughs> Did you see? Yeah, that may be a section. You know, that may be something, George. What if we decorate our what if we decorate our robots with sombreros? <laughs> I like it. Hey, I like that what idea. What about that? I mean, it's just getting strange. It's been going it it is the situation is getting beyond the capacity for man to clearly understand and even accept as a species. I mean, there's certain things I don't know, where are we going, George? Shall we all move to Canada? Will we be safe up in Canada if we all move up there? I don't think so. No. See, we, the insanity we is universal then. Our, our robots be wearing um, <clears throat> jester hats, you know, like yeah. the court, court back from way back when. Congressmen. You know, they're, they're meant to represent congressmen and senators then. That's more like it, probably. Politicians. Yeah, yeah the guys who created the idea, yeah. Okay, guys, I'll let you go. All right, George, thank you. Appreciate the information. Now the world is getting weirder and weirder, and as it does, it becomes more unclear, uncertain. What's happening? What's next? What can we expect? Nobody really knows. The whole thing is becoming increasingly unstable. How do you protect yourself from that instability? You're going to look for something that you can rely on. You know, you're going to look and say, look, this is crazy. It might work. It might not work. I don't want to do that. This over here looks like it's stable and solid and probably it's been going on for 3,000 years. Let's take a shot at that. Interesting times. We are living in interesting times, but we are out of time. So Melody and I will be back tomorrow. I want to thank all of you for listening. Um, 
Again, we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, Frank the producer, George from Toronto, and Joe from Arkansas. Bye-bye. I work all night, I work all day. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. by the the uh, British exit, you know, from the European Union. And while those guys in the UK were revolting en masse, you know, against the bureaucratic rule in Europe, another cabal of hooker lawmakers were busy plotting against American food consumers. So according to the United States Committee on Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry, the committee leaders have reached a bipartisan agriculture biotechnology compromise solution. And what does that mean? What is this so-called compromise? Compromise. That so-called compromise is the complete banning of all GMO labeling state laws across America. And that's just for openers. After that, this new, if you'll pardon the expression, compromise decrees that no foods shall be GMO labeled for two years. While 
the USDA, the U.S. Department of Assholes ponders the best way to deceive consumers and hide Monsanto's GMOs for another few years. And the suggested law also gives the USDA the right to decree that any foods with less than 50% GMO content could be considered non-GMO. I'm telling you, we are living in the most corrupt world ever. Oh, and as a bonus to Monsanto, the law would also not require animal products derived from GMO-fed animals to be considered bioengineered at all. So the cattle feedlots can pump the cows full of GMOs and glyphosate for years and then sell the resulting flesh as all natural. Then finally, after two years, the USDA would roll out a nationwide rule that would only require food companies to place a scannable QR code on their labels. What that means is that we, the consumer, would then have to carry mobile phones to scan all the codes in order to determine what's really GMO. <laughs> so basically what they're saying is GMO labeling doesn't actually have to consist of words or any meaningful symbol. So basically, it's all crapola. And this is how the food industry can claim they've agreed to label GMOs without actually labeling GMOs. Basically, it's more collusion between Monsanto and the lawmakers, as if anybody would be surprised by that. So basically, the code, the image, is unreadable by humans. And that's one purpose. The U.S. Senate is literally trying to roll out a nationwide GMO labeling law that would result in labels which cannot be read by human beings. Seriously. I mean, this, how, how's that for being a functioning legislate, legislative hooker for Monsanto? So in other words, the so-called compromise proclaimed by the Senate committee is basically a law that bans clear GMO labeling nationwide and only requires foods to be labeled with digital codes that can only be read by a machine which don't even eat the food. So you can't make this stuff up. Somehow, all the other mandatory food labeling requires words or numbers. But when it comes to GMOs, the Senate's attempts to hide and bury this information are so insidious that they've gone with machine language codes. So can you imagine 
If they stripped away ingredients lists and nutritional facts and replaced those labeling sections with machine language codes, it's basically one giant screw you to food consumers in the United States. Now, understand that all the poisons of agriculture, the GMOs, the glyphosate, the pesticides, they are aggressively pushed by the establishment Republicans. And I'm going to just clarify one second. I don't vote for people by party. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not an independent. I'm not whatever comes your way. I listen to what a person says. If I like what the person says and what the person stands for, I'll vote for him. I don't care what the party is. So anyway, so these people, they look like they've been poisoning themselves with age-accelerating chemicals, and none of them have any scientific understanding whatsoever how agriculture chemicals like glyphosate can harm human health. No, this is serious. And I've, I've said this millions of times, okay? Basically, the Republicans are scientifically illiterate, and the Democrats are economically illiterate. You can no more have an intelligent conversation with an established establishment Republican about the devastating environmental impact of glyphosate than you can talk to an established Democrat about compounding interest on the national debt. The topics just do not compute in their, if you'll pardon the expression, brains. They're all cognitively recorded retarded on certain subjects and incapable of engaging in rational thought. And so we are all having toxic poisons shoved down our throats all across America, while the political establishment ridiculously claims they are mandating labeling by having the food companies place an unreadable machine language code on their products. I mean, is, is this not pathetic? Is this not an insult to your intelligence? And is it any wonder that the people are in a state of revolt against bad government all around the world? And just to make things clear, you do know that Hillary is a Monsanto hooker. You vote for her, you're voting for Monsanto. Seriously, that's, that's the point. So what do you do? What can you do if, if you don't like this dark act, if you don't like this GMO labeling compromise, which is nothing more than a biotech industry scam that is designed to outlaw meaningful GMO labeling, you basically have to speak to your senator. How do you do that? Well, the Capitol switchboard number is area code 
224-3121. You call that number and you ask to speak to your senator's office. Area code 202-224-3121. Will you do it? I doubt if you'll ever do it. Should you do it? Everyone in their, in their right mind should do it. The problem is nobody takes it seriously. Seriously. No one takes anything serious. They think it's just a bunch of conspiracy garbage that doesn't work. But yet, what's funny is that there are so many people that try to discredit natural health enthusiasts when they hear about food or medicine they've been consuming or taking for years. And why? Because they just don't want to find out what they've been doing and doing it wrong for so long. Then, when some undeniable proof comes along, they still make a last-ditch effort to deny the truth. But slowly but surely, eventually, they're going to start asking questions. And they're going to verify answers for themselves. And when it happens, and when, then it happens, some bad health event comes along, and they decide to try to get healthy and turn over a new leaf. Well, when that happens, they're going to have to look at themselves in the mirror, and they're going to have to ask the question to themselves, have I been wrong all these years? So what do, you, what do you say when the head scientists at the Centers for Deceit Control and Procrastination, Dr. William Thompson, goes public with a long confession about how he can't even look at families anymore who have children with autisms without feeling so horrible about covering up the vaccine testing data carried out by his own team that proved without a shadow of doubt that the MMR, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, was giving boys under the age of three autism. What do you do when the oncologist, Dr. Farid Fata, confesses in court that he poisoned over 500 healthy people by giving them overdoses of the toxic chemotherapy and permanently injured thousands of others, including little kids, because it made him feel powerful and because he wanted to get rich. What do you think when you see with your own eyes and hear with your own ears that one of the richest, most powerful men in the world wants to get rid of billions of people using toxic food and toxic medicine to do that. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Who is he talking about? Oh, oh, oh. tell us. I, I, I will very shortly. And lastly, how are you going to change your ways and become ultimately healthy and the positive person you want to be? If you live in denial, I mean, even when the truth is staring you right in the face, you can't ignore it. So in the last 
I don't know how many years there's been all these conspiracy theories. So I want to just give you a little bit of an overview. In Flint, Michigan, the water quality scientists have been officially charged with felony conspiracies, altering lead contamination data and committing scientific fraud that harmed the, the public. So they, they, they willfully let poison in the water supply, which included sodium fluoride, lead, and aluminum. Then, you know those everlasting chemtrails from the airplanes that you see in the, in the sky? They contain biohazardous toxic waste from the hospitals and cancer-causing glyphosate that poison the organic crops because they don't want organic crops. They want to sell their product. It's like, it's like the, the introduction of a Soylent Green company. Seriously. Then, the vaccines still contain mercury, including the flu shot, at 51 parts per million, which is 25,000 times the EPA's limit for drinking water contamination. Now, you want to know who the guy was that wants to kill all those people? Bill Gates, via the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, wants to eliminate billions of people over the next 10 years using vaccines and GMOs. And he actually said this at a TED conference. Then you got Obama you know that guy, Obama, that purposely allows terrorists and illegal aliens into America who are destroying our health and our livelihood with infectious disease, violence, and acts of terror. Why did he give all these people amnesty? Why did he do that before the last election? So they would vote for him. <laughs> He's not Stupid. I'll tell you another thing about the guy. In, in May of 1961, President JFK said, it's about time that we have a man walk on the moon. Okay, that started something. Now we got May of 2016, and Obama says, now is the time we're going to let men pee in the girls' bathrooms. Are you serious? You guys are freaking idiots. Okay, what's going to happen is that very soon, little kids are going to be forced vaccinated with deadly chemicals at gunpoint by a rogue government that's pushing for more autism and more miscarriages as taking place in California right now. Then the U.S. government supports and funds and encourages the sale of aborted baby parts for cash on the black market through Planned Parenthood's ridiculous agenda, all to further support of biotechnology experimentation on humans. Okay, it gets better. These are all the conspiracy theories that everybody said, oh, no, it's never going to happen. 
then the cancer industrial complex is in full swing. And you've got the evil oncologists across America that are overdosing healthy Americans, sometimes to death, with toxic chemotherapy while they rob Medicare, which is taxpayer money, in the process. And like I said, this guy, Fareed Fata, the guy who was serving 45 years in federal prison for mass murder. Then you've got the chemical ag giants like Monsanto, Bayer, DuPont, Dow, Syngenta, who are purposely contaminating the non-GMO foods with their deadly herbicide glyphosate to trick health-conscious Americans into eating cancer-causing foods. And they do that because the grains are heavily coated right before they go into the silos so they don't die early and they extend their life. Then you got the SSRI drugs, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, which are a main factor responsible for mass shootings, multiple homicides, and coinciding suicides which has been proven over the last 10 years in America that the drugs make depression and anxiety worse. So the SSRIs are called the gateway drugs to mass murder. And then you've got prescription drugs, which are the leading cause of sickness and death in America, even when taken as prescribed by the quack doctors in America called the MDs, who go to school for eight years to learn how to juggle experimental chemical-based drugs, but never learn a single lick about nutrition. You know, there is a reason why so many people turn to holistic, non-invasive medicine and raw, whole, organic foods when chemical medicine and junk science fail them. There's a reason why over 7 million people go to websites like Natural News to find out the good, the bad, and the ugly about the so-called conspiracy theories, the ones that have not only come true but have been true for decades. It's not that every company and every corporation is out to get you, but rather that you have to be a defensive consumer just as you are a defensive driver. Think of how many wrecks you would have already experienced if you were not a defensive driver. And health wrecks are no different. Some cars will simply hit you and hurt you if you don't watch where you're going. We talked about that thing in Flint, Michigan, where the government officials covered up the fact that the tap water had been switched to lead-contaminated pipes that nobody else knew about. And if those people, the residents in Flint, had top-notch water filters in their homes, they would already have had a line of defense for the negligence. So, I mean, conspiracy isn't on the consumer end. The ones who conspire are the ones who cover up the truth. 
So you need to get informed. You need to find out the truth and live by the truth. It can save your health. It can save your life. You're not going to get it anywhere from government. They just want your money. They just want your vote. That's it. They don't give a crap about anything. Okay, so I was mentioning SSRI drugs. So simply put, the SSRI, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, what they do is they attempt to regulate and control someone's emotions by blocking synapses in the brain's chemistry. But the modern scientists, they're still arrogant to believe that they can balance the brain's normal functions with drugs. So the doctors and their patients are playing a dangerous game of emotional Russian roulette with chemicals, and that's just for openers. We know that most conventional food is genetically modified to contain pest killers and weed killers, including the foreign pathogens and bacteria. What they do is they pollute the central nervous system, the blood and the brain. It fosters confusion, memory loss, and emotional disorder. The vaccines contain human albumin and genetically modified viruses. And the toxins are carried with mercury and aluminum to the heart and the brain after they shock the system into reaction. So you mix all this with the SSRI, and what do you got? <laughs> I don't know. Make up a word. You got someone who was so screwed up that they try to blame it on something else because they don't want to blame it on the drugs because then they would lose money. So they just say the kid is all messed up. So the reaction from a human being who consumes, including vaccines, all of those toxins is craziness. And it's driven by this conjured up false reality of violence mixed with thoughts of homicide and suicide, and the young adult males are the most vulnerable, which is obvious from all the mass shootings in the last 10 years. So the question is, are Americans also suffering from mad human disease? And what is the lethal combination of chemicals and human albumin that is leading people off the health and emotional cliff. Long before cancer ever shows up on some x-ray or as a tumor, it infects your body with mutated cells that replicate uncontrollably and begin suffocating your working systems like the organs and the excretive tract. People have no idea that their body is under attack from millions of disruptive cells that enter the body in Trojan horses like artificial sweeteners. 
the pathogen and the carcinogen do their damage, chronic damage. They break down your immunity. They break down your energy. And then the, caspin, the cancer cells are grabbing onto the sugar you consume, which is cancer's ultimate fuel, sugar. So on top of sugar, the human race consumes millions of pounds of bleached foods every year, like white flour, white pasta, white bread, the chlorine, the fluoride, the bleach, and the tap water. So what happens is the humans pour in ammonia and arsenic by consuming conventional chicken, fish, fish, beef, and pork. They gobble up pesticides that are hidden in the seeds in the plant thanks to the GMOs and the biotech ag industry. Then what happens is most people in America go to their MDs for their aches and pains and disorders and what they call disease. So the doctor scribbles out a prescription of chemicals to reduce the inflammation, the pain, the arthritis, the headaches, and the depression. Then there's lithium to make you feel like a zombie and aspirin and rat poison to thin your blood. There's cough syrup to ruin your liver and aspartame loaded fever reducing liquids with chemical food coloring for the little kids. Then there's gluten for everyone in pizza, in sub sandwiches, in most breads, which is loaded with pesticides that rots in your body for days and weeks and sometimes forever. Now what? <laughs> Don't eat cancer. That's now what? Don't eat it, don't drink it, don't put it on your skin, and never, never, never inject it. So what we have now is mad human disease. And mad human disease can come from mad cow disease, or mad chicken disease, or mad turkey disease, or mad, mad pig disease, which is all basically basically cannibalism. So the animals that are in the CAFOs, the confined animal feeding operation, they don't have a real life as organic beings, and they eat what is given to them by the corporations that run the feedlots. And what is that? Well, you get ground-up animals that are mixed with genetically modified cornmeal, genetically modified soy meal, genetically modified alfalfa, and loaded with herbicide poisons and pathogens. You're probably saying, what do you mean ground up animals? Okay, what do you think happens to the dead, the dying, the dead, the dying, the diseased, and the decayed animals that cannot be sold? They are ground up, and they are put into the meal, the feed meal, of the living animals. 
And then that is what you eat. Not me. I don't eat that crap. So what you so you need to think about it. Animals that are full of carcinogens are also getting cancer. So what happens when a human eats them? They are eating cancer. And how do those people fight depression and anxiety and confusion? And how do those people deal with stress? Easy. They get medicated by the doctors who dish out the SSRIs and have side effects like anxiety, depression, confusion, and thoughts of suicide. And why is that? Because the mental channels for positivity has been disrupted and poisoned. And now it's all going to be blocked by Western medicine. So the SSRIs are the, the basis of so many tragedies, tragedies. How do we change it? First things first, don't eat conventional food. Buy fresh, local, and organic. If you got a problem, go to a naturopathic physician who understands the value of nutrients, enzymes, vitamins, minerals, and superfoods. The public is not informed about the true dangers of GMOs and the GMO medicine and the GMO vaccines and the flu shots. The public is not informed about the number of deaths that occur every year from people taking prescription meds exactly the way they are instructed to by their doctor. Years ago, on my radio show that I do on Saturday mornings in Honolulu, doctors used to call in and they used to say to me, what are your credentials? And I used to tell them that I graduated magna cum laude from the School of Hard Knocks. Well, they didn't like that. So basically it forced me to go and get a master's degree in nutrition. So then one day, this doctor calls in. He says to me, what are your credentials? I said, I have a master's degree in nutrition. What are your credentials? He says, I'm a physician. I said, yeah, I understand that, but what are your credentials? I said, uh, what, what do you know about healing anything without drugs? I said, let me ask you a question, hypothetically, okay? I said, let's say I have arthritis. What are you going to do for me? He says, well, we're going to have to assess this. He gives me double. I said, come on, dude. We're talking hypothetics here. Come on. What are you going to do? He said, well, I probably would put you on non-steroidal anti-inflammatories for about three months. I said, so in three months? Um, my arthritis will be gone. And he's, oh, 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 no, no, no. We'll have to assess the situation and probably have to change the non-steroidals. I said, so basically what you're telling me is because you're a physician that in order to treat my arthritis symptom, you're going to put me on drugs for the rest of my life. And you're going to do that 
because that's what you were taught in, if you'll pardon the expression, medical school. I said, but you don't understand that arthritis is a symptom of a cause of blocked arteries and clogged arteries and things like that. So if I were to change my diet and add a lot more fiber in the foods that I eat and eliminate foods that are just going to release poisons and clog up my digestive tract, like all flesh foods, which leave the body between four and seven days, then my blood flow will increase, which will decrease my arthritic pain and probably restore me back to a normal health. I said, "You, you, you don't understand that? And the guy says to me, you're an idiot, and he hangs up on me. Yeah, I'm serious. So you remember I said before about, well, about Hillary, right? I'm just going to take a break here and tell you that if you you vote for Hillary, you're basically putting Monsanto in the White House. Uh, That's short and sweet, right to the point. You could be one of the millions of Americans who are not enamored by the choices for president that's coming up. And if that's the case, you're in the process of deciding who not to vote for. And if you look at Donald Trump, the guy is brash, he's unrefined, he says what's on his mind, and he lacks government experience. And if you look at the Democrat, you've got Hillary Clinton, and she comes with her own baggage as well. And sometimes her vast government experience is seen as a hindrance and not a benefit. And a lot of voters view her as a card-carrying member of the ruling establishment, which entails corruption, compromise, untrustworthiness as the first likely president who's under criminal investigation by the federal government. And she's got another negative against her. She is basically... Uh, one of Monsanto's hookers living in the Monsanto's back pocket. I mean, there's so much hypocrisy going on here. The Obamas are no different. They've got organic farms at the White House, and they eat organic foods, yet he's out there pushing GMOs. I, 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 it's, it, drives, it drives me nuts. But hypocrisy rules, and we vote for them no matter what. <laughs> Anyway, it's been a tough few weeks for the pharmaceutical industry because there were three major studies that have completely disproved the effectiveness of its most profitable drugs. About two weeks ago, there was a study that was published in The Lancet that proved that the risks of antidepressants little kids and teens outweigh the benefits because the drugs routinely increase suicidal behavior. And only one was shown to improve depression better than the placebo. So now the scientists are reporting that the cholesterol drugs, which 15 million Americans are prescribed, are completely worthless. There was a group of international researchers that published a study 
in the BMJ Open Journal that found no link between what's known as bad cholesterol and death as a result of heart disease in individuals over 60. So the results found that 92% of people with high cholesterol actually live longer. And the best way to achieve and maintain good heart health is not through medication, but through healthy lifestyle habits of having a good diet. I, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them. You can't make them drink. But these revelations are going to have huge implications for the pharmaceutical industry, as their cholesterol drug Lipitor, which is the most profitable medi- profitable medication of all time, brings in one hundred forty billion dollars in sales. But the guidelines for preventing heart disease and the buildup of plaque in the arteries needs to be reevaluated because the benefits from statin drugs has been exaggerated. But they haven't been exaggerated. They've been 100% fabricated. Seriously. You know, back I, I, three years ago, I talked about the push to get more U.S. adults on statins that was facilitated by the doctors that were tied to the pharmaceutical industry and the physicians with the American Heart Association, American College of Cardiology, they issued new guidelines three years ago calling for one-third of all adults to consider taking statins. Obviously, that would benefit the pharmaceutical industry financially, And when questioned about the conflict of interest, the response was, the ties between heart doctors and big pharma are so extensive that it's almost impossible to find a large group of doctors who have no industry ties. They're all hookers. Don't you understand that? Then there was a third major study to discredit the pharmaceutical industry that came from the journal of of American physicians and surgeons because they found that when you give little kids multiple vaccines at once, it's not safe. And this became a complete contradiction to the vaccine narrative that shoves down everyone's throats by the government, the drug companies, and the media for decades. Although the CDC recommends polio, Hepatitis B, diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, rotavirus, hemophilus influenza type B, funomococcal vaccines for two, four, and six-month-old infants. This combination of eight vaccines administered during a single physician visit was never tested for safety in clinical trials. And this goes against the CDC report, which found that mixed exposures to chemical substances and other stress factors, including prescribed pharmaceuticals, may produce increased or unexpected deleterious health effects. So the pharmaceutical industry, as well as the government-mandated policies that support it, have absolutely no credibility 
and should not be trusted by anyone. So how do you maintain good health? And how do you practice healthy lifestyle habits? Eat a good diet and exercise and take time to quiet down your mind for Christ's sake. It's not the end of the world. You know, it's like, I, you know, I, I, I'm in two softball leagues. One is 55 and older, one is 70 and older. And there's a lot of guys that they're real, they're, they're way better ball players than I am. And they can hit way harder and stronger than I am. But they're way sicker than I am. So what's more important? It's more important to be able to hit a ball farther and be fatter and not be able to run and live less. I mean, there's guys, okay, there were three guys on my softball team that got hit in the leg or whatever by a ball that was hit back to them, and it broke the skin. Okay, what do you do when something breaks the skin? You go near water, you wash it off, you cover it up, everything is good. That's what these guys did. Those three guys wound up in the hospital for 10 days because of staph infections. Why do you get a staph infection? Because you got a weak immune system. Most of these guys have been treated for cancer. Most of these guys have type 2 diabetes. They got so much stuff that's going on in their bodies. And then you say to them, well, did you ever think about going on a plant-based diet? Did you ever think about getting away from GMOs? Did you ever think about reading labels? And if you can't pronounce an ingredient, don't eat it? I see what these guys eat. They come to their they come to the game. They bring their bag of Doritos. And then they all go afterwards, they go to McDonald's or they go to Wendy's or you know. They don't get it. They just don't get it. Okay, so their tongue control their intelligence. Well, that's, that's them. So the point is, do you want to be the best ball player out there, or would you rather be the healthiest person out there? I don't know. I guess it's a, it's a matter of choice. And I made my choice a long time ago, and I ain't, I ain't going back to what was. There's a book out there and it's called Less Medicine, More Health. It's probably a really good book. I mean, I've kind of read parts of it. It's, it's an extraordinary book and it's authored by a doctor. His name is Dr. Gilbert Welch. And he's pretty thoughtful and systematic in his analysis of seven false assumptions in modern medicine that enrich the drug companies, the hospitals, and the surgeons while actually harming the public. And it's the the book is extremely relevant today for a couple of reasons. One is the recent indictment and prosecution of Dr. Farid Fata, the oncologist from Detroit that was working inside the uh, Carmano's Cancer Center 
who use fear tactics to force thousands of innocent patients into cancer treatments they didn't know, they didn't need. And as a result, the guy is serving 45 years in federal prison. Then the guy had a colleague, a science info terrorist who operated under the false synonym for years, but now has been exposed as Dr. David Gorski, who is still practicing as a cancer surgeon in the Carmanos Cancer Center. And this guy uses fear, intimidation, deception, and other things to bully the patients and the critics. And he epitomizes the psychological terrorism focus of the entire cancer industry, which uses fear as a weapon against the patients. So these, these, this guy who wrote the book, Less Medicine, More Health, makes it very clear about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Because it's all about money. They, they could care less about your health. They, if they cared about your health, they would try to focus on your diet. They would try to focus on if a cancer cell became active, they would tell you the best way to reduce that is you could drink soursop tea, you could take organic sulfur because the organic sulfur releases oxygen. Cancer cells cannot live in oxygen. Why would, they, why would a cancer doctor tell you that? He would make no money from you buying a product like organic sulfur that would release oxygen and possibly kill the cancer cells that are active in your body. Why would he do that? He makes his money through chemotherapy and radiation, which destroys your immune system. But yet that's what you feel. And when you go to a doctor and he says, you have cancer, and you say, I want to get a second opinion, or you say, well, I think I'm going to try to do it naturally. They can go to the cops, and you can be arrested, and you can be forced into chemotherapy because how dare you, how dare you buck the medical pharmaceutical industry? Oh, my God. The, the horror, the horror of it all. And I talk to people all the time, and they tell me, well, well, I don't eat meat, I don't eat chicken, I don't eat pork, but I eat fish, because fish is really good in protein. And I say to them, well, if you eat organic plant-based vegetables, you get a much better protein. You get foods that digest easily, easily in your body, and they're not loaded with mercury. And they say, what? And I say, yeah, they're not located. Why? What do you mean loaded with mercury? I say, because the oceans are polluted. You got methyl mercury found in, in fish and shellfish. And the larger the fish, the longer the lifespan, the more mercury is accumulated. And the most contaminated include tuna and swordfish and mackerel and shark 
and everybody eats tuna fish. And then the EPA comes out and warns that nearly all the fish are tainted with trace of at least trace amounts of mercury. And some of the health-conscious grocery stores even include warnings on their store shelves about methylmercury and tuna. I had never seen it. <laughs> but I guess it's out there if you think that it's going to work. So, the worst fish, okay, the worst fish, bass, croaker, lobster, perch, snapper, sea trout, carp, halibut, mahi-mahi, sablefish, and tuna. Then you've got anchovies, clams, hockey mullet, sardines, shrimp, oysters, scallops, trout, every piece, every freaking fish body on the planet is loaded with mercury and PCBs and toxic waste and pollution and fluoride and radiation. It's like, oh, come on, don't you get it? Just because your tongue has taken control over your intelligence, that means that you are hooked? It's, it's, okay. So, you think that's the way to go, right? Obviously. In Switzerland, the health insurance plans are on the cusp of covering homeopathy, herbal medicine, acupuncture, holistic care, and traditional Chinese medicine. I'm serious. In 2009, two-thirds of the Swiss spoke out in favor of incorporating those important and long-suppressed healthcare strategies into their healthcare system. And by May of next year, all those healthcare methods will be included in Switzerland's constitutional list of paid health services. Why not in the United States? I mean, in the United States, the health insurance plans have long been used to cover the cost of only interventions and in drugs, encouraging system dependency. So if more of those payment plans started covering preventive medicine and holistic approaches, pharmaceutical drug use and medical interventions would be drastically reduced, lowering the cost of health care for everybody. So maybe Switzerland's change in health insurance coverage could be a beginning of a healthy future for millions of people. Look, how long has it been that people have been left in the dark about this array of healing molecules and plant-based extracts and the only medicines that get studied and legitimized as scientific are the synthetic creations of the drug inventors. And even though those synthetic arrangements don't work in harmony with the body, they're perpetually pumped out and capitalized on. So if a patient were treated as an individual and the healthcare providers approached each situation holistically, then perhaps patient health could be restored as a whole because first you have to understand the nutrition utilization 
and putting it to work in an individual's body, the healthcare professionals could prevent the use of high-cost interventions that don't always work for cancer and other diseases. But you've got to understand the signs of nutritional imbalances. And if you do, then the healthcare systems could respond by helping patients incorporate the right whole foods into their diet instead of prescribing them pills to suppress the body's natural communication. What if the health insurance plans started carrying gym member memberships and encouraged people to take action to activate their body's limb system, which is an important part of maintaining immunity to health? What if the government recognized the pure therapeutic anti-inflammatory benefits of curcuminoids and turmeric and the antioxidant qualities of catechins and coca and green tea or the liver protective uh, uh, stuff and licorice root? Real medicine is synthesized directly by nature and it works in harmony with the body. There's going to be changes that have to be made. You do not expect that to come from people who make profits by you being sick. It doesn't work that way. So the only way, the only way you can change your health is by changing the way you eat. I've already done that for me. I can't help getting older. I can't help that I can't do what I used to do when I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. But I'm still doing it. You've got to take responsibility for yourself. All I'm trying to do is give you information, give you choices, help you look in another direction to find the answer. It's on you. It's like the last chapter in my book. My book is called A Sane Diet for an Insane World. The last chapter is at the waterhole. You can lead a horse to water, but if he wants to drink the water, that's on him. Same thing. You want to make changes? You want to benefit your health? It's on you. Make a choice. It's be the best choice you ever made. Anyway, my buddy George here is uh, taking us out with my ending theme song. And um, I don't want to rag on any longer because I'm sure you guys are finally saying, thank God it's over. Thank God it's over. So with that in mind, I'll catch you all next week. And I wish you all well. Aloha.
radio network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Tuesday, June 28th, 2016. It's about 7 and L, almost 8 minutes afternoon Pacific time. That's when it is where you're at. We're live, and that means you can participate. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number at the chat room. Well, I'm going to get to this in a second. Uh couple of uh, things that you need to be aware of so you don't panic or, you know, not necessarily panic, but think something wrong is going on. Well, something wrong is going on, but it's not any anybody else. It's uh, a migration that is uh, progressing slower than expected, put it that way. And... Uh, you know, don't worry, you know, things will all get back to normal. But what happened is, listen, theamericanvoice.com, 
Okay, theamericanvoice.com. Go there today, and you should not have any problems. If you do go to americanvoiceradio.com, you're going to see a basically a, a, <laughs> a generic WordPress page, okay? And there are some other little things going on that it's just going to take a little time, that's all. Uh, this migration and cloning of sites and all this good stuff is just not, uh, it, well, it doesn't go as fast as you'd like it to go because the Internet isn't all that, okay? It is what it is. And uh, when you change your address, which is your name server, basically, when you change your physical address, you know, your files are now, uh, they used to be in Massachusetts. Now they're in Michigan or anywhere else. Okay, you got something called a name server that needs to be changed. Well, that name server has to propagate around the world to every switch and every little Cisco router and every little everywhere has to record your new name server to properly point to your website. This is how the Internet works. I know nobody cares. It's just as long as it works. Well, it's not working, okay? And it will work later, but it's just not working right now because uh, we've got about 90% propagated right about now, which it mostly works for most of the people. But you could be one of those people out there that, oh, hey, what's, what's squirrely here? Well, there's lots squirrely there, okay? So it's just something that we're doing uh, that will you know, end up being better in the in the long run. But uh, right now, today, uh, there's going to be some difficulties with AmericanVoiceRadio.com. So just go to The American Voice. Okay, go there, and uh, everything should be fine. Anyway, uh, today is Tuesday. That means we got Al from Colorado here for the lightning round. Welcome, Al. Yes, we do. Hey, well, Al, let I me ask we... you something. Technology ever drive you crazy? Uh, does a bear go potty in the woods? <laughs> I figured you may have had some experiences with frustrating moments in technology. <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's you know, I I I for a little while there, I was really getting upset. But then I, uh, I, I had to stop and say, wait a minute, you know what? There's nothing I can do. Hey, if you change your address, Frank, like you say, you've got to let it propagate throughout the whole net there. Forget it. I know. And it's, it's like, just... It's, I mean, there's no big... There's no rocket science there. It takes... It's, it's, it's not a five-second deal, Frank. It takes a while. I know. And why isn't it? I mean, it why isn't, isn't it, Al? The so many different be... websites. I want what? everything right now, all the time. I mean, this is the Sorry, internet. it doesn't work, Hitlery. <laughs> Hitlery, it doesn't work. This is the Internet, by golly, and I should have everything all the time right away. Oh, you wanted it yesterday, did you, Frank? And okay. I and I want it for free. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're a supporter of Bernie, then. Oh, you must like Bernie, then. Huh? <laughs> you want it for free. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, you, you know, know what? I... Bernie probably will give it to you for free if he's elected, if he beats Hitler. Yeah, but I don't know. Who, who's he going to take it from to give it to me for free? 
That's the question. <laughs> Anytime somebody tells you I'm giving you some from for free, you got to ask them. Yeah. Well, that's especially great. when it's Sammy. Especially when it's Sammy telling you that. Oh, sure. Because I mean, it's like, well, that's great. I like free stuff, but well, you uh, know what, Frank? Yeah. I could have a pen, and I hey, Frank, that's not true. Because if you want, if I say, hey, Frank, here's my pen. You can have it for free. Well, Take yeah, but it. Al, that's your pen. That's right. But if it's Sammy telling it to you, Frank, forget it. Yeah, well, what Sammy does is say, hey, Frank, you know what? You can have Al's pen for free. Oh, that's how that works. <laughs> that's the thing. Anytime the government's telling you you can have something from free, you should ask, well, that's great, but who are you taking it from to give it to me for free? you got to take it from Joe Lunchbucket down the street to give it to, to, uh, to Frank. You know, because the government produces nothing. Absolutely. So... If you're going to give me something, you're taking it from somebody else. That's right, especially if you're savvy. Well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And yeah, the state. Yeah. So, Al, um, what do you think of this uh, Trump stares down the globalists? I think that, hey, you go. Well, you I'm, go, glad that the Brit- I'm glad that the British people decided to say goodbye to the EU. Of course, that's not over by a long shot, Frank, because uh, they'll try to stay in. Uh, the politicians well, aren't going to let it go. Yeah, they might not be able to do this because everything I've been reading, uh, mm. and I, you know, now I, I haven't verified this, but somebody told me yesterday that, you know, all the things say that, oh, well, Scotland voted to stay in the EU, right? Yeah, and so did Ireland, too, I think. But what this guy was telling me is, no, they didn't. It was more like 60 to 40 uh, to get out, and they just, you know, they just lied. Well, they fixed, they, you know, they, they always skew the but, numbers, Frank, you know. But... You know the thing is, they figured, well, we can get we can get away with you know just tossing a vote in Scotland, right? Because yeah. that's kind of the North Country, and nobody really cares, and nobody well, nobody to, cares about them nobody anyway. Nobody so what to else? The Scots no. and all that. This is why they were wanting. Well, they voted to uh, they voted to leave the UK, and you see how well that one worked out, didn't you? Well, yeah, and that's the whole thing. They had a referendum on that, and the reason why is because yeah, England, and that was a fixed ball game too. England doesn't doesn't listen to Scotland. They don't care. So they Nobody figured, listens to anybody. So they figured that they could just, you know, rob that vote real good, and that would push it over. You know, if all of Scotland votes to stay in, then they, that should... Well, it wasn't enough, because the rest of England is so against staying in that they overwhelmed... Right. The, they overwhelmed the fix. Absolutely. And now, you know, they're going to have... They're going to have serious problems on their hand. Plus, you know, the European Union now, Cameron and those boys, those globalists in England, they might want to Well, they're in trouble now. But the EU's saying, you know what they're saying, they're not saying, well, let's rig this so you've got to stay. They're saying, no, get out now. Get out yeah, now. Yeah, they Don't, should. You know, I think they yeah, should get out now. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. We voted. Well, let's go. Let's get out. Let's go. That's right. What are you waiting for, Cameron? Get rid of him now. Why, why are you waiting until the fall to have a new election? Yeah, get why rid you of letting Cameron. Him, why are you letting him resign? Fire him. No, let him resign and let him leave and have an well, election. Put a put a temporary guy in until you can no, elect a, a new already, prime minister. He already has resigned. Basically, he says he's leaving. Well, in yeah, but he hasn't left. That's no, he the says, hey, Frank, you can resign, but you don't leave right away. You can say uh, Frank is giving Al his resignation uh, effective October first, too. Right, and that's what he's done. And I, uh, hey, I think the British people should say, okay, we accept your resignation, but move your stuff but out, get out right now. Get out. Yeah, I agree. I <laughs> As agree a matter of fact, Frank, why don't yeah. you leave the whole country? 
Yeah, but don't come and here take, uh, and take uh, what's the other guy uh, Corbin with you and uh, Osborne with you. Hey, maybe and Tony he, Blair and all the rest of the Parliament with maybe you. Maybe he could do some sucky liberal uh, talk show on CNN or something like that other. Yeah, stuff. you ever <laughs> see that movie V for Ven- Frank? You ever see that movie V for Vendetta? Uh, what happened uh, at the end? A couple times. A couple times. Yeah, because guess what they did to Parliament? What we need to do to Congress? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got to see yeah. the movie, folks. Uh, you got. Yeah, you got to see the movie. We're I not going to give it away for I those who haven't of, seen it. I bet most of the listeners have seen it uh, at least once. Yeah, great movie. Now, great now movie. Trump says this: this wave yeah. of globalization has wiped out totally, totally our middle class. Absolutely. See, Look at the jobs gone bye bye. I mean, this guy is. Where does he get off telling the truth like this? Oh, no, no, we can't have that. Oh, we can't have that, Frank. Oh, no, 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 we've got to keep the status quo. And I think what's going to happen, as I said before, Donald is going to get the royal shaft at the convention because they're, they'd be totally stupid if they, uh, how do we say, he's had an accident. Well, they're not going to be. I, I Honestly... They've got other worries. Now, yes, could they do it? Of course they could do it. I, I heard somebody out, and again, you know, I heard somebody who is very, very well-versed in almost everything that yeah. is going on, and, and still, even he doesn't understand the rulemaking of these conventions, both the Democrats uh-huh. and the Republicans. Now, I'm going to explain this one time because there is a lot of confusion out there. The rules... Mm-hmm are written only for one specific convention at a time. Correct. And they are written right before the convention. Right. And they only apply to that convention. So, they have the convention. And then Mm -hmm. they pick their nominee, and we have an election, and we wait four years. All right? Right. Now, we're going to have another primary. Those rules from the last convention do not apply to those primaries. The so we've got to have new rules for the primaries? No, there, which... no, here's the thing. There are no rules for the primaries other than the set rules. The rules for the primaries, like, okay, the Democrats, one of the rules for their primaries is we have superdelegates, right? Mm-hmm. But that's really not the rules for the primaries. The media has made it look like it is because they started counting these delegates, you know, during the primaries. Well, the super... Well, like the guy said, he says the, uh, the, the superdelegates don't get done until the convention starts. Right. The superdelegates are not part of the primaries. Even though, even though the media made them a part of the primary. Yeah, the media, the media turns it around and lies to you and tell you they are, right? Yeah, they're all for Hillary, but they're not for anybody. Yeah. They don't even That's count. That's right. They don't count until the convention. That is correct. Now, the thing is, okay, so, you know, and everybody's going, yeah, but they're wait, they waited until we already voted to change the rules. Well, they always do. This is how they do it. Like last time. Ron Paul won five states. Yeah, and then they changed the rules on him, right? Well, and everybody said, well, now he's going to, he won the five states, and now he's going to be able to do this and that and the other thing. And now they changed it to eight states after right. the vote took place. Yes, they did, because... After the vote took place, they changed They always the do. Well, okay. then it's time, to, it's time to start shooting, Frank. Look, they always make the rules right before the convention, which is always after the primaries have already taken place. 
Okay, the uh-huh. timing is not, they're not monkeying with the timing. They've always done it like no. this. And it's yeah. corrupt. I mean, it is corrupt well, of fundamentally. Course it's corrupt. The whole system is fraud. What else is they've all They've always done it like this. And the thing is, mm-hmm. so it's like, so, oh, everybody's thinking because the rules from the last convention said five, that Ron Paul, oh, he got five, yay, blah, blah, blah. Well, they changed it to eight and locked him out. Okay, that's what they did last time. This time... Mm-hmm. Uh, they can do whatever they'd like to do. You see, it was easy with Ron Paul because he had a minimal amount of... He won That's five right. states, okay? Mm-hmm. Donald Trump won almost all of them. Yeah. It's a little more difficult to say, well, what? You've got to have 50 states or you can't be the nominee, right? No, they're not going to pull that one. <laughs> you know, I'll I mean, right now. You know, so it's... it's it, look, winning makes you a lot more bulletproof than not winning. Okay. That's right. So Ron Paul, uh, as much as everybody liked him, was a very weak candidate. He mm. only won five states, you know, and, and so they said, okay, eight states, you know, fine. But this time, see, Donald Trump got more primary votes than any Republican in history. He took them all out. So it's going to be very difficult. What do you think is going to happen if they go to the convention? I think they're going to pull something, Frank. They're going to figure out some way they can pull it, because like I said last week, they're going to kill their mothers before they let him in. Well, there. that and that, uh, in my view, that is what they'd have to do is kill Donald Trump. because, And then that, that starts a whole new set of problems. Well, if they do that, I guarantee you, it'll be, it'll, be, uh, it'll be martial law from sea to shining sea because people are not going to put up with it, and they know that Trump is not a sick man, okay? Right. And they know they've already messed with his plane once about two months ago, if yep, you remember. I do. They did mess with his plane, no question about it, for but, those of you who were you know, not The whole thing attention. is, though, okay, so they can't kill him. So they go, and what are they going to do? You're going to change the rules so, oh, he doesn't... So they're the, going to change the rules and put Rububio or what's-his-name cruise missile in. Now, and God help us if they do that. Do you really think that that, doing that, is going to have any different effect than killing Well, all it's going to do is give it to Hitlery right then and there. Give it nobody... to anybody. It's going to create martial law, like you said. Because, you listen, see who he... stealing it from Trump and giving it to somebody nobody wants is not going to have any different effect than killing him. It's going to set That's people true. crazy. It's It'll gonna, do you know, the same thing, yeah. Because it, what's it, the they point? They lose either way. What's the point of, being, of doing this if what we say doesn't count? Whether you kill That's him right. or whether you steal it from him, whether, whatever you do, what does it matter? Yeah. And you know what? We have to kill you now because you're, you're out of yeah, control. Yeah, because we can't have you. That no, can't well, be. Now we're going to have Mark. You're out yeah, of control. And that's what Barry wants. Barry wants it. Barry wants martial law, or Barry wants World War III so he can stay in. I still believe Barry well, wants to stay in. I think you said Mel said she yeah. thinks he oh, wants to for For the last year, she's been saying that. Mm-hmm. Did you see who Hitler is possibly picking for her running oh mate? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, Pocahontas? Yeah, Pocahontas. No, yeah. Fo, Pocahontas. Oh, Pocahontas. She, yeah, Pocahontas was, a, Pocahontas was a real Indian. <laughs> oh, F A U X. This Folk-a-honest. is Pocahontas because she ain't. Yeah, Pocahontas. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that ought to be a real fun one. Oh, but Al, I have one one millionth of uh, American Indian in me. That makes me, an, uh, I can say I'm an American yeah, Indian. Yeah, yeah. You have one billionth of an American Indian, you, Frank, so you must be part Indian, right? Yeah, sure, and I want one benefits billion. now. Yeah. Where's my benefits? Give me the, give me the free yeah. stuff that you get from Al. 
Well, you know what's going to happen if Bernie does get in instead of Hitler, he'll give Frank all your good. You'll get everything free from <laughs> you won't even have to have you won't even have to have sponsors anymore. You can That's give right. your sponsors free time, Frank. Hey, I won't even have to have a radio network. I could just cash checks for a living. Man, that's not a bad idea. You know, I mean, I, I could just sit here and cash checks yeah. until the yeah. money runs out, which won't be long. Yeah. You know, but yeah. hey, Al. So, what do you? Are you encouraged at all that you know? Okay, let's get back to the thing. So, what are they going to yeah. do? They're not just going to sit back and do nothing. Well, something is something. There's something is afoot, Frank, and they're going to do everything to say goodbye to Don. Whether they well, like you know what say, I think. whether they off him or whether they give it to somebody else or do whatever, they don't want Donald. Well, They'll I know give they it don't. To the studio cat, if they have. To. I know they don't, but they don't. Uh, they're being their hand is forced here because they got three hundred million. They have no choice. People. They got well. They got at least forty million people that will want to kill them if they. If oh, they absolutely! Something. That's a lot of people. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, the fact that Cleveland, hey, Frank, the fact that Cleveland has ordered fifty million dollars worth of riot gear. What does that tell you? Fifty million, not thousand million. Oh, and they're building walls around the place. They're doing. Oh all kinds yeah, of things, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's oh, not okay. The- not okay for us to have a wall on the southern border, though. It'll be no, 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 no. Cleveland. I'm yes. wondering. No. I, I'm wondering who Donald is going to pick if he does get the nomination. Who is he picking for his running mate? And it better not be Mr. Snoot. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Uh, here's what I think the Republican yeah. ponchos are planning, rather than uh-huh. you know, because really, legitimately, unless they're in bed with Obama and want martial law and want Obama, uh, I think they I do, think, Frank. I think. I think I think it's a very good possibility well, I think because little, they want little, to lose little slithering snakes like Paul Ryan, or should I call him Paul? Oh, that little piece of garbage, Paul Rhino. That's what Paul I'm going to be calling him yeah, from now Paul on. Rhino, right, uh, yeah, like uh, like uh, McStain, right? right? Another Rhino, Ra- mm-hmm. Paul Rhino. Uh, I, I believe he would, but most mm-hmm. Republicans see that as probably a bad. That's probably not the best plan, but. Um, they got to have something. They, and now what I think I they're going to do, Al, mm-hmm. what I think they're really going to do is I think they're going to try to make a deal. I think they're going to try to get their vice president in there, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think then they're going to try pull a play out of the old playbook. Oh, just like they did with Reagan and uh, Daddy Bush. Remember that and one? Kennedy. That's how they. And Kennedy. Oh yeah. You think Kennedy liked LBJ? They hated each other. Absolutely not. He probably despised them. No, they hated each other. They they hated. What I just said. Bobby Kennedy specifically hated him. I mean, and and Mm -hmm. LBJ really, really hated that snot nosed kid, Bobby Kennedy. He -hmm. hated him. They hated each other. And then they all hated each other. Ronald Reagan said he would never have George Bush in his administration. And they told him, if you don't take George, you ain't getting the nomination, is what they told him. Yep, and I think they're going to try to pull that with Trump. I think they're going to pull a Reagan on, uh, from what you're telling me now, they're going to pull a Reagan on Donald, is what you're telling me. Well, they got away with it, and when they get away with things, they figure, you know, okay, and nobody really called them on it. I mean, yeah, sure, some alternative radio out here was told the truth and said, look, it was the Secret Service guy that shot him in the chest with a plushette. It wasn't Hinckley. Hinckley shot Brady. Hinckley never shot Reagan. The Secret Mm -hmm. Service guy shot Reagan with a Mm plachette air gun. 
They uh, found the plachette at the hospital in his chest for crying out loud. Uh-huh. You know? Isn't that, you're not going to hear that on national news, are you, Frank? No, but it, it's out there. The information yeah. is out there, you know, and, and the thing mm-hmm. is, this happened. And then after that, what, Reagan mysteriously changed his tune, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, we're not. Well, Daddy Bush ran the. Daddy Bush basically ran the whole show after oh, that for we're eight not years. Gonna, we're not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna put out those U.S. notes anymore. No. Yeah. And when Reagan was, was asked, after, why, that was well. No, that was after uh, Kennedy got killed. They got rid of the U.S. notes. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's true. But Reagan was also planning on issuing U.S. notes. Oh, now that I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, he no, had that's something all... I did not know. I knew Kennedy wanted to do it, but well, I didn't Kennedy know Reagan actually wanted. had them printed. They were already ready yes. to go, but Reagan didn't get mm-hmm. that far. He he was just mm-hmm. saying, okay, we're going to do this, and started writing things about it that you know mm-hmm. we're going to write orders to do this, and poop. And then when he, somebody asked him at a press conference, hey, mm-hmm. after he got shot, quite a you yeah. know, months after he got shot. And they asked him, hey, what about that whole U.S. note thing you were talking about doing? And uh, the, he goes, oh, well, it hurts too much to get shot. Yeah. That was his answer. Yeah. You know, well, Reagan's uh, going to uh, have to wait with, yeah, oh, he's going to have to wait with his notes because it's break time, folks. Already? Already. Man, what did you do? All right, well, we'll take a break. I don't we'll... know. It's already break time. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be back.
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Oh, 
Report. I'm your host, Francis Steph, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still Tuesday, June 28, 2016, about 1240 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's when it is where we're at, where you're at, it's uh, live. You can call in 800-932-1980. Uh, another thing is uh, the chat. One of the things that happened is the old chat room is uh disabled as uh right now but i i threw a uh, temporary chat room up so you know same address same everything it just looks different acts different it's different but it, it still works and you can chat there if you'd like it's just a temporary thing so there's you know just so there's not nothing there so there is a chat room there it's just not the normal chat room uh but like i put in there it's uh it's a better than nothing temporary chat, so there you have it. And uh, those of you uh, clicking on certain things and having, uh, you know, not found this and that and the other thing, it's it's because the website, the name servers particularly, are propagating throughout the internet, and it's just going to take some time. When it's done, it'll be done. I can't rush it. It's just the way it is. Uh, you know, we'll get there when we get there, as your dad used to say when you kept asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Well, we'll be there when we get there. That's uh, all I can tell you because I don't, you know, as much as it dismays me, I don't control the internet. Boy, I'd like to, but hey, you know, Al, do yeah. you do you control the internet? Because if you no, do, no, hurry Barry up. does. Barry thinks he does, though. <laughs> Barry sure thinks he does. Because if you do, hurry it up, would you? Well, you ever push on a string, Frank? You go push a string or hurt cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, uh, okay. So, what do you yeah. want to talk about, Al? Well, let's see what we got. One month, one month from yesterday is the convention for the oh. Donald. Okay, who's twenty seventh of July? Who's having uh who's having their uh their theirs first? The Democrats or the Republicans? The, no, the Republicans are having theirs first. Okay. And then Hitler. Then we get to worry about Hitlery. Okay. 
Great. Do you think that Hitler is ever going to get indicted or is the fix too well in? Because I keep reading this stuff. Oh, we've got things. They're going to do it. Wasn't this guy Comey supposed to resign or something if they didn't indict him, if I remember correctly? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, it's like, uh, I don't know if she'll get indicted or, or not, but you know, they, I think the Democratic convention is actually going to, because I do think the Republicans are going to do business, you know, and Trump will do business with them, sadly. Uh, you know, and I you think... You mean he'll that, bow out? Or well, he'll I be, think uh, that's why I, I, I'm speculating here. Uh-huh. But I believe that's why he fired his uh, campaign manager. Mm. I, be, I believe his campaign manager... Because that's the way he ran the campaign, is screw the Republican Party. You know, you're basically a Republican running independently on a platform that the American people love. You don't need them. You know, and I, right. and I think the thing is that Donald got some advice from the party that says, no, that's not how it's going to be. And they probably... It pull, doesn't work that way. They, it's our way or the highway is what they're basically well, telling Well, they probably Donald, but... let him know a little something that, look, we'll do this if you don't play ball with us. And and really, from the Republican Party standpoint, you got to understand, uh, when you're up against the wall and you're about to be killed, it is not uncommon for somebody in that situation to say, oh, did I forget to tell you? I'm strapped with dynamite, and if you do this, I'll kill us all. Well, basically, the Republicans are saying that they want Hitlery. It doesn't matter because if they put anybody but Donald in, it's going to be Hitlery. Well, but what assuming she doesn't get yeah, indicted, and what they're saying is, I'm strapped with dynamite, and uh, if you don't, you know, back off a little, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll. You don't I'll, play the game my way. I'm going to go boom. I'll kill us all. I'll kill us mm-hmm. all, blow us all up. I don't care. And and people might think, well, that's just crazy. Well, not really, folks. Well, that's how stupid these people it's are. It's not stupid, okay? It's not stupid, it's not crazy, and it's not uncommon. Because when you are about to be killed, Al, yeah, you don't have anything to lose by saying, oh, yeah? Good. You want to kill me? I'll kill us all. Because I'm dying anyway, right? Right. So what do I care if I, oh. Oh, you wouldn't blow yourself up. I wouldn't. Why? Oh, yes, I would. If I'm dying, what have I got to lose? Because I'm sitting here waiting for you to put a bullet in my head. I won't blow myself up. Don't kid yourself, Pally. Yeah, they will. And people do it all the time. Because most mm-hmm. people out there can't understand this because they've never they've never been put in a position where they're about to die. Mm-hmm. You know, some people out there have. But most people haven't, and, and that's uh-huh. that's what happens. Yeah, okay, fine. You want to kill me? I get it. You know, there's nothing well, I can do about it. Well, basically, they're saying to Donald, you play the ball our way or you're not getting the nomination. That's all it comes down to, I think, is what we're, what we're looking at or here. I'll Donald plays all. their ball game or Donald goes home. That's it. I'll kill us all. That's, that's or, Donald, you'll take who we want you to take. We'll, we'll, we'll force you to take Newt Gingrich, that idiot. Well, you know, and then we can get rid of you, and then we can do what we want to do. You're going to have to make a deal, Donald. And Donald likes to make deals. Okay. Yeah. 
You know, that's the only thing. if the deal is only if the deal is good for him. If the deal isn't good for him, he could bail too. You know. Well, and he might have. You know, if he but, doesn't like the deal, he says, "Okay, uh, Frank, you're telling me this deal. I'm leaving. Now you go die. Now you go cut your own throat, idiot." Well, you know, I mean, and and who's who's stopping anybody from saying, "Sure, okay, let's make a deal. All right, whatever it is. Sure, I agree to that. Sure, I agree to this. Yeah, whatever." And then down the road, you go, "Hey, you know what? Deal's off." Yeah, well, I think what'll happen if Donald doesn't get the deal he wants, he'll 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 turn tail and he'll run. He'll say, "Okay, it's over. I don't so care anymore." So while That's Donald not- Trump is out there telling everybody that, look, these trade deals have ruined the economy, have buried the middle class, have taken away all Absolute, your jobs, but he's have, telling the truth. Have Absolutely. wrecked the economy. Hillary Clinton is out there praising the TPP as quote gold standard in free trade agreements. Unquote. Did I hear the word gold standard? In free trade agreements, yeah. Oh, no more uh, no more Federal Reserve notes then. Is that what they're saying? Oh, isn't that interesting? So what Kitlery is saying is we'll kill the Fed if we get the TTP and we'll back the we'll back the toilet paper. Won't we'll, won't we'll be toilet well, what, paper what anymore. What she's trying to do, she's trying to get in on the oh, yeah, I don't like bad deals either. I don't like the uh yeah, but you know what? She vigorously, vigorously supported NAFTA and the TPP. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And she's still supporting the TPP or the TTP, whatever you want to she call that even, thing. This is, she even deleted sections from a release of her book where she vigorously supported TPP. Oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Deleted. Oh, yeah. And then Barry, Barry stuck his nose in. He went over to England and told them to stay in when he had no business doing that, well, Barry. Apparently nobody listens to him over there, huh? Thank goodness for small <laughs> miracles. <laughs> you know? You know? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see because I'm pretty sure from what you've said now, uh, Trump will be, ordered, uh, will be offered a deal and it'll be up to him to take it or accept it. Well, yeah, here, here it if is. If he's not the nomination, Frank, it's over the... Co- hey, Frank, this country's been over long before this convention, Frank. This country's been over for many years. You know that. Well, sure. I, I mean, the, the two-party system is broken, okay? It, it's, yeah. It's way broken because there's no two parties. There's one party. Yeah. There's two wings. It's like they... Oh, used, I'm not... Remember the joke, you, Al? What? That how they used to have elections in the Soviet Union, you could vote for Communist One or Communist Two. That's right. It didn't matter. I mean, no, yeah. there was only one party, but you got to vote for that one party. That's who you got to vote for. One party. It was only a one-party system. Yeah, but you had different people running. Oh, you had different people in the same party, but sure. that was it. It didn't matter. You didn't have a, a communist and a non-communist. Yeah, party. how is no. that? How is that different? Well, we don't. We have two <laughs> communist parties here, Frank. So what else is new? Hillary, now listen, Hillary deletes more than emails as the latest edition of her memoir removes all her cheerleading for controversial Trans-Pacific Partnership deal. She's like, you know, this is like 1984, down the memory hole. Hillary Clinton's publisher removed the section of her memoir dealing with the Trans-Pacific Partnership from the book's paperback version. The controversial trade deal makes regular appearances in Donald Trump's speeches, and Hillary Clinton was for it. Before she was against it, she changed course. Well, she's for it now. Again, isn't she? She's for it right now. No, she changed course last October when Bernie Sanders and Martin O'Malley clobbered her about the Obama administration's position. Oh, so she turned tail, in other words, last October. Okay. Boasted 
in her 2014 book, Hard Choices, that she had encouraged nations in the Americas to join the TPP agreement. But a paragraph about that cheerleading has disappeared from the paperback edition. Imagine, imagine, but not the hard copy, just the paperback copy. Oh, and don't worry, Simon & Schuster said it was just to accommodate a shorter length. Yeah, sure. One paragraph out of a whole book, yeah, sure. Man, what a lion sack of you-know-what this is. Oh, man, I'm telling you, if Donald Trump does not get the nomination, we are. Uh, uh, if you think that Putin is bad for the Russians, <laughs> Hitler is going to make Barry look like a... Well, I don't think Putin is bad for, the, uh, for Russia. I think Putin's good for Russia. I think he has got Russia's best interests. Uh, in mind when he does that. Hey, but do you see what's happening with the Brexit? Look what's happening to the New York gambler with the casino. Boy, they've lost 800 uh, uh, points in two days. Yeah, I'm I don't crying. even know what I'll... they've done today. I can hey, barely... they can keep going down. I can barely see I'm crying so hard, Al. Yeah, I know. You've got those big crocodile tears coming out of your... Uh... I know. Yeah. I can't even see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh-huh. crying so bad. Hey, how about this? Why would oh wait? We're down another two hundred and fifty-three points as we speak right now. Oh no, it's uh oh. Excuse me, I'm sorry. The plunge protection team came in up two hundred and fifty-three. Excuse me, Frank. Wrong number. Oh sure. Up two. Well, the plunge boys had to do their job, Frank. Otherwise, they don't make their money, now, do they? Well, otherwise, they lose money. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're well. That's what I'm saying. The plunge boys don't get paid if they don't uh, uh, pop it up. Yeah. Okay, so what about this, Al? What's that? I've been saying this for, I don't know, five, ten years. But here's, What's here that? it is. Here it I'm is. Waiting. Illegals yeah. with tuberculosis spread around states. Oh, wait a minute. We've got the new one now in town, Zika. They're bringing the Zika in with them, too, yeah, Frank. Zika's nothing, Al. Zika's a, Zika is a propaganda ploy. To cover up I pets. think Zika is manufactured yeah, in Uncle is. Sam's uh, laboratory. Well, where the no, Zika it's is. manufactured actually in Dow and Monsanto's laboratories because what? Oh, Zika is that who? Is, oh, Sammy isn't doing that. Dow and Monsanto are doing that. Yeah, one. Okay. Zika, Zika is a cover-up for pesticide poisoning down in South America. Is what it really is because Zika. Uh-huh. Zika's been around since the 40s, and the, really, yeah, no, I didn't know about that. The Zika virus has always had mild flu-like symptoms. That's it, and then it goes away. So it's never been an issue, and they just pulled it out because it sounds Zika. Oh, wow, this is bad. I'd never heard of it until they mentioned it. I'd never even heard of it before. That's because it was a nothing virus that nobody cared about because it wasn't severe. But now all of a sudden... Oh, and now let's scare Frank and let's scare all the sheep out there now, right, Frank? These people ought to be scared. They ought to be scared of Monsatan's pesticides and herbicides they're putting out. Well, Monsatan needs to be burned to the ground along with a few other uh, uh, companies that need to go. But tuberculosis is a real real threat. Uh, and they're bringing other stuff into the uh, Hispanics called Chagas or Chaga or something. Yeah, it's that, a nasty disease. Seven refugees. They're bringing in all kinds of garbage. Seven refugees with active tuberculosis were diagnosed shortly after their resettlement in Idaho. Between oh, wonderful. I bet you the Idahoans are just thrilled to death with that one. Well, Idaho's also where those little savages raped a little five-year-old girl, and then the uh, authorities up there are covering for them and basically calling all the witnesses liars. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, Hitler is the one that defended the rapist and then blamed the girl who got raped. That's Hitler. He did that one. Yeah, but then she got out and said that all rape victims should be believed, except the ones that accuse her husband, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, listen, though, Idaho's just one of seven. That is the seventh state to confirm uh, that recently arrived refugees have been diagnosed with active tuberculosis. Well, then they need to be sent back over the border then, Frank, is what needs to happen to them. Plain and simple. I'll give you the list here. so there's six others besides Idaho. Yeah, Louisiana, words. Florida, Colorado, Indiana, Kentucky, and, and North Dakota. I'm coming to Oregon. <laughs> and North Dakota. <laughs> Those are the ones North that Dakota. have active refugee tuberculosis. Now, Oh, uh, isn't that wonderful? But you're not hearing this on national news now, are we, Frank? No. Oh, no, that would be discriminatory, Al. Oh, no, no, we can't. Uh, we can't. Oh, yes, and now we've got the... You uh, have to be a bigot <laughs> to talk about this, Al. Oh, we can't talk about the LGBT people either now, or, you, or, or you're a racist now, Frank, or you're a, you're a homophobe, or well, whatever they call you. Unless you're talking lovingly about them, Al, then it's okay. Oh, okay, you can talk lovingly, but, you, but, but they want to shove down your throat whether you want it or not, right, Frank? They want to shove it down your throat, Yeah. Oh, regardless. Yeah. Hey, get this. Well, some of us, it's not working, Frank. Well, here's a bit of encouragement, all right? Not much, but yeah. a little bit. Idaho is one of 14 states that have withdrawn from the federal refugee resettlement program where the federal government has hired a voluntary agency, VOLAG, to resettle refugees. Get this, under the statutorily questionable Wilson Fish Alternative Program. What? Garbage. Yeah. In Idaho, the federal government has contracted the Idaho Office for Refugees a division of the large nonprofit known as Janus, to run the program. Janus is one of the largest organizations within the lucrative and politically connected refugee resettlement industry, which, get this, Al, which is paid more than $1 billion per year by the federal government. So everybody out there wondering, why are we doing this? Why are we bringing these people here? Why are we? Because it's big business. That's why. Yes. Yes, yes, we got to keep that money rolling, Frank. Billion, Otherwise, it's a billion dollars a year. No, your tax pay, your tax dollars are paying for this garbage to bring these sick people in, these, these yep. diseased people in. Well, guess what, folks? I'm not going to tell you to stop filing, but if you're still filing, you're not smiling. Guess what? Jan Reeves is the man who runs the uh, Idaho Office for Refugees. He was honored by the Obama administration at the White House in 2013 as, get this, quote, a champion of change. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, isn't that great? Hey, folks, if you think that it's nasty in Germany and in Austria and all the places where those refugees are, it's coming to Nazi America if it isn't here already. Yeah, it is. Hey, if somebody covers up when these people murder, when these uh, refugees or immigrants murder somebody, then they should lose their job if they cover it up. Oh, they should go to jail if they cover it up. Lose their job. They should lose their job and maybe uh, maybe the guillotine or maybe the hangman's noose, maybe. Well, you know, I say jail, man, because I'm I'm nice. No, I don't want to have to pay (laughs) to keep them. It's cheaper to kill them, Frank. Well, there is that, you know, and that's, hey, you're sounding mighty elite there, Pally. Because that's Uh their idea uh about the whole thing. It's cheaper to kill them all. 
Well, I'm not. I'm telling kill them all, not us. Them. Well, I know, but hey, to them. But they want to kill us. Yeah, Barry well, wants to kill us too, and he also wants his World War Three so he can stay in, as Mel said. But hey, to them, we're them. You know. Oh, really? It's not us versus them anymore. Is that what you're telling no, it's us? Them okay, versus well, I... them. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> what are you going to do, Frank? We're going to this, this. This is the crazy part because we're just about out of time. The Republicans want to lose the election, Frank. It's that simple. It seems that way because you know what? They don't. They they are not. I mean, okay, they can call themselves Republicans, but they are nothing but globalists, just like the Democrats. That's the There's issue. There's no difference between the two whore parties. They're both one and the same of the same bad coin. Well, not at the core, okay? They got little differences here and there, but the core is they are all globalists, okay? Every one of uh-huh. the elected officials in Washington, D.C., and each party is a globalist. Globalism has not worked. It is destroying the middle class. That's right. It's called free trade, which we don't want. Somebody needs to tell that to the Donald because well, the Donald it's free wants trade, free trade. It's free money. It's corporate giveaways. It's the whole thing. It's bailouts. It's all this crap. That's right. And the people have said enough already. Well, that's true. They and have. we're out. And we're out of time, Frank. We are, Al. Thanks for being on. We'll see you again next Tuesday. See you next week. Bye-bye. Right, bye. All right, folks, I'll be back again tonight, and, uh, well, I'll be working on getting the uh, website and everything all up and running properly, but it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. No worries. Anyway, try to be patient, and I'll tell myself the same thing, and I'll see you again tonight. And as always, thanks for listening. My new neighbor don't like my big red barn. A 47 Ford bullet holes in the door broke down motor in the front yard. <laughs> I gotta have a mind to paint a plywood sign and nail it up on a American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. And I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Tuesday, June 28, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Well, we had a little bit of a pullback today in the gold prices after the tremendous performance that we've seen here of late. And uh, so taking back a little bit, 1180, um, not bad at all. Down 1180 today at $1,313. Silver was up a couple pennies, though, 0.03 at 1786. Platinum was 981, looking as though it's unchanged. Palladium was up 16 at $575. USDX today was a little bit weaker, down 0.27 at 96.11. Crude oil, 47.91, up 1.58. And so it's been a uh, a reversal. Uh, everyone's taking a breather from the, the Brexit. Coming and, to their uh, senses, kind of. <laughs> and we have the Dow up 269 points, 17,409. You have the NASDAQ up 97 at 4,691. The S&P is up 35 at 2,036. Ten-year yield, though, still holding that 1.46. So, again, that tells us a lot of people are looking for a safe haven. And uh, European markets, uh, London was up bigger uh, uh, than Germany. Uh, The only one that was down pretty much was Hong Kong. So, you know, they're having a quiet day today. People are taking a breather, uh, absorbing what is actually going on and um, uh, seeing where everything will fall, where the where the dice will fall, so to speak. So um, I still believe the Brexit is a big deal. I still believe it is. there's going to be a lot of collateral damage from it. And uh, we haven't seen anything yet. And I think, uh, um, I don't know how long it will be, but I think we're going to see things change both politically and financially uh, through the Brexit deal. Um, so, I think a Brexit deal is, is something like the canary in the coal mine. And they bring the canaries down in the coal mine with them, and if the canary dies, stops chirping, that means the canary is more sensitive to poisonous gas, and therefore the canaries die and give the miners a chance mm-hmm. to get out, of the, get out of the mine. Brexit is like a canary, except that their argument's equivalent of the miners saying the canaries, every time they die, we get gas in this tunnel. It must be the canaries that are causing the gas. Brexit is merely the canary in the coal mine. I think the Brexit didn't make anything happen. This is just, it's, it's signaling that the whole coal mine is corrupt. It's gaseous. It's, it's poisonous. And, you know, it, it sent that signal out. Now there's, oh, my gosh. I think Brexit is the gas. And the bird just had the bird just hasn't died yet. That's you know I think uh, and I think in the long run I think everyone will point back to this um, as what has really changed. And I think well, it's I like think Lehman. This is the first people have compared it to Lehman, and that's not. I wouldn't that's compare not, it to Lehman. No. I would because nobody anticipated no. the consequences that were going to flow from Lehman. Yeah, but you know, we were in a pretty it big... It wasn't Lehman that made things happen exactly. Lehman was 
not so much the trigger, but perhaps evidence. And all of a sudden, people said, my God, we're living in a house of cards. Run, run. Well, we've been in a house of cards for decades. and, and well, We've been in a house of cards for 100 years, so yeah. and it was being built for 100 years. It's maybe being built for 100 years, but we didn't really move in until the dollar became a pure fiat currency. And then all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, we're living in a, in, in a, in a house of cards. And that's, that's kind of what's happened here. But we've been living in a house of cards for a long time. We've been getting along in it. And all of a sudden, people see it. And I think Brexit perhaps helped people see that the house is made out of cards. But Brexit didn't make the house. So what else, Melody? Um, just prior to the program, there's not a lot of information on it. There's been two explosions at the in, in Istanbul's main airport. Um, so not a lot of information coming out of that yet. Um, again, they're not quite sure whether the explosions were caused by bombs or, uh, or suicide attack. And um, uh, it just, I guess, just happened. Um, you know, maybe half hour ago, maybe an hour ago. So uh, not a lot of information. So I personally, and I'm sure you'll disagree with me, but I think, I think in the very near future, I think we're heading down the path. I, know, I guess we have for a long time. I think we're heading down the path to war. I think that I'm going to think they're going to create um, war with who? Well, that's still, you know, you know, we have this thing with ISIS going on, and you know, I do believe Turkey and uh, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in that region that uh, could uh, create some sort of a situation. It would also help them with uh, the problems with maybe Europe. Um, with the Brexit and so forth, uh, maybe delay and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's just a thought. And, I, don't think uh, they cause, go, I don't think they'll cause anything like a World War III uh, in the near future. I don't think it has to be a World War III in order no, but to, the, these to have police war. Acts, they go on all the time. You know, but uh, um, it's always a good distraction and I saw brings article, people together. I saw an article back a couple of weeks ago. And I was going to use it, and we didn't get around to it. But uh, according to the article, there were only something like 10 or 15 nations in the whole world that were not currently involved in some kind of war. Right? Not necessarily, doesn't mean everybody's flying B-52 bombers and ICBM missiles, but some some sort of a shooting conflict is involved with something like all but a dozen of the nations on the earth. They're all susceptible to them. Some of them are serious, some of them are less serious, but all of them, with the exception of a dozen, 15 nations, are involved in them. That's just a phenomenal. Here's a little more information on that. It's the International Terminal Control Point that was hit. Uh, Some of the bombers blew themselves up. After the police fired, there's at least 10 dead, 40 reported injured. Um, there were armed men seen fleeing the terminal after the blast. So, um, okay, another they didn't airport. get to the control tower or something like that. They they set off bombs inside the terminal. It says. Uh, they blew themselves up outside security checkpoint. Well, I guess they must... the terminal. Very much similar to 
uh, what happened in, uh, where was the other one? I, Brussels. Brussels. Brussels, yeah. No, Brussels, I don't like Brussels. Reminds I like me of Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. I, I like Brussels sprouts. Brussels. I try Brussels? them out every 10 years. I'll try a Brussels sprout, and I still don't like them. <laughs> Uh, this is an article from Prophecy News Watch. Global financial crisis intensifies as European banks have the worst two days ever. And they're talking about Friday of last week and Monday of this week. Over the first two trading days after the Brexit, refer- Brexit referendum, European banks lost 23% of their value. Let that number sink in for a bit. In just two days. Nearly a quarter of the value of all European banks has been wiped out. Overall, approximately $3 trillion of global stock wealth market has been lost. That is an all-time record, and any doubt that we have entered into a new global financial crisis has now been completely eliminated. The Brexit vote has caused financial carnage for European banks, unlike anything that we have ever seen before. All right, again, I disagree with the characterization that this has caused this financial carnage. I think the financial instability was already there. This is a triviality. This is the canary being blamed for the gas and the coal mine. Mm -hmm. Canary is not the source. A whole bunch of too-big-to-fail banks all over Europe are already in the process of imploding, and now this chaotic financial environment may push several of them into full-blown collapse mode simultaneously. Healthy big banks could get over the uh, Brexit and political turmoil It's spawning, particularly non-UK banks, meaning non-banks outside of Great Britain. But there are no healthy banks in Europe. All right, this is from, this is from Wolf Richter, and he's right. His point is, this isn't the fault of Brexit. The banks were already sick. They said, oh, Brexit, the banks are dying. Brexit didn't kill the banks. They were already on their deathbed. No healthy big banks in Europe. And non-UK banks are crashing just as hard and some harder. This is about a banking crisis morphing into a financial crisis. These bank stocks got crushed on Friday. They got crushed again on Monday. Italian banks have been reduced to penny stocks. Spanish banks are getting closer. Commerce banks, Germany's second largest bank, is still partially owned, still partially owned by the German government. As a consequence, the last bailout is well on the way to oblivion. One institution we've warned about for months is the German banking giant Deutsche Bank. On Monday, their stock fell another 5.77% to a fresh all-time closing low of 1387. They don't say if that's in marks or euros, or I assume it's in I assume it's in euros. They probably they don't deal in marks anymore. Um, maybe it's, it's remotely it's dollars, but in any case, it's an all-time closing low. Um, the author of the article says, I've been convinced that Deutsche Bank is going to zero, and these days it seems in quite a hurry to get there. The following are other too-big-to-fail European banks that have lost at least one-fifth of their value after Brexit, and they include Barclays, Royal Bank of Scotland, Lloyds Banking Group, Credit Suisse, BNP Paribas, Societe Generale, Unicredit, and, and Tessa San Paolo, uh, Banca Monte de Pesci de Siena, uh, Banco Santander, uh, Caxa Bank. This is what a full-blown financial crisis looks like, and U.S. banks have been getting hit hard, too. 
Now, I'm going to argue that it's not the banks, per se, that are being hit. What's being hit is the fiat monetary system, which is based almost entirely on nothing more tangible than public confidence. If anything shakes that confidence, the whole racket can implode. Brexit shook public confidence in the existing governmental and financial system. And why? Because governments may no longer be able to rig the markets to guarantee that nobody loses any money in the markets. You know, the whole idea behind the government manipulation of the markets is to make sure that they don't crash. And more to the point, and even better, to make sure that they continue to rise and rise and rise. And in theory, as long as the government is in control and able to manipulate the markets, Big institutions who get what's going on say we can we can bet we can be as stupid as we want to we can be as stupid as we want to be because the government is essentially guaranteeing all of our bets in the markets it will go up and then up and then up if governments can't continue to manipulate the market it means big institutions are going to say wait a second this game is no longer rigged in our favor do we want to play and the answer may be no in which case they pull their cash out of the game and the game begins to collapse. <clears throat> uh, well, that's that's probably anything else on here. I want to yeah, here's, but let there be no doubt about what just happened. The collapse of Lehman Brothers was the trigger event that really accelerated the crisis of 2008, and now it appears as though Brexit, the Brexit vote, will be the trigger event that greatly accelerates the crisis of 2016. Global investors had already lost trillions over the last 12 months, and a full-blown financial implosion was going to happen, no matter how the vote turned out. But thanks to British voters, the fun and games have arrived early. Again, I agree with this part where he says, look, there was, there was trouble here already. Brexit isn't the call. Well, there's been trouble here for a very long time. Even yeah. our bank shares, the Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, they plummeted by 13% apiece in the following the two days after the the vote. Uh, Goldman Sachs, they're they're down 22% this year. In fact, they're the worst uh, uh, Dow stock for 2016. And you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. Also, I mean, you have all those, you know, super low rates, and there's even more discussion that you know she's going to be cutting rates. Janet Yellen will be cutting rates before she. Before she raises them again, so she's pretty much guaranteed to go into negative rates. Absolutely, and and you know it, it is killing you know the banks, and uh, uh, and then when you have you know the the, the lack of concern, there's this uh, uh, KBW Bank Index that tracks 24 banks, and it recorded its biggest two-day decline since August 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, it, it's it's you know it's, it's the same thing that is happening. In 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, um, I mean, these aren't coincidences. These are the same problems that never went away. Because they didn't change the system. They're systemic they didn't change problems. the system. And, and they're you know, going to keep coming back. They'll be back in another few years. If we live through this one, you know, the next one is going to terrorize people again, and then another one, and another one, until somebody says, why don't we go back and try gold? The only Let's, let's try gold. They're going to continue to do this as long as they can create the debt. This is, it stops when they can no longer do that. Understand? I mean, we've been in, in bubble after bubble after bubble. We've never come out of any of the recessions. Only more debt was created to create the illusion that everything was great. And, you know, there was stimulus, and it seemed like it. 
you know, people were working throughout the years, and uh, here we are today, and it just isn't working anymore. I talked about it in the article that we published in the <clears throat> American Survival this last week, just pointing out that people use the analogy, the, the metaphor that government provides free lunches to welfare recipients and to subsidy recipients and whoever. But, and we're all in favor of free lunches. Nobody's going to turn that down. But the truth is there are no free lunches. But the illusion of free lunches, can we will follow the government as long as they're giving us something for nothing. But the only way government can manage to give us something for seemingly nothing is by going deeper into debt and leaving the payment for today's free lunch to tomorrow's generation. Government invites us all over, have a big dinner, we have a big dinner, we have a free lunch, and gee, wasn't that great? And the government says, yeah, don't, look, we got this, you know. No, the government's not paying for this. Your kids are going to pay for it. Your grandkids are going to pay for it. And we are perhaps now at the point where the kids and grandchildren are going to have to pay for all the free lunches they've been handed out, and the government can't go deeper into debt. And as a result, they can't really provide free lunches the same way they have in the past. The result will be the public is going to say, who needs you? You're not giving me something for nothing. We don't need you. When they find out you people are going to have to pay for all the free lunches of the last generation or two, um, there's going to be a certain amount of political dissent. Let's take a break for some commercials. Melody and I will be back on Financial Survival in just a moment. obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out when life is too much to handle use apothecary herbs emotional stress formula feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee you've waited long enough call apothecary herbs now toll free 866-229-3663 that's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it, it has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's one 800 
375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I'm Alfred Adask here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188. What's next, Melody? Oh, let's see. Well, we were talking about banks and the, the severe uh, condition that they were in. and um, um, On a global basis. On a global basis. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, again, you know, we have a problems that have never... Uh, retreated. They're, they're still here. Yesterday, uh, the report the U.S. had run a trade deficit in goods of $60 billion. You're looking at about an annual deficit of $720 billion in goods, or that's almost 4% of our GDP that's just wiped out by purchases of foreign-made rather than here in the United States. And uh, so, you know, it, it, that's just another example, another sign. Well, we're How caught, difficult. We're caught in this debt-based monetary yes. system. And once you mount that tiger, it's not. I don't see that there's any graceful way to dismount, any safe way to dismount. And it may explain why, even after everyone saw the problems back in 2007, 2008, and they said, oh, I get what this is. They didn't fix the problems. And everybody kind of understands that, but I suspect the reason is you can't fix the problems without abandoning the debt-based monetary system. And if you abandon that debt-based monetary system, the house of cards falls down, and it's going to land on a lot of people's head, and it's going to hurt. It's not going to be a casual discomfort. It's going to be a dangerous business. Once they get on there, I think they have to go deeper into debt every year, deeper and deeper and deeper to try to sustain this thing. They can't just say, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. We've got, a new, we've got a new system here and forget that. You can't forget that because most of the paper, not even most, all of the paper assets that exist in this country right now, bonds and stocks, are all based on debt. You can't cancel a debt-based monetary system without canceling all these, the value of most or perhaps even all of these debt-based monetary is, uh, instruments. 
And so they're caught. They're painted into a corner where they can't get dismount, they can't get off this tiger, and they can't hang on for much longer. But the day is coming, and we're there because we have a system based on debt rather than tangible assets. You know, I saw an article, uh, and you may have, most of many of you may have seen this in the newspapers or wherever on the internet, that today's youth don't believe in capitalism anymore. Well, I don't know why they would believe in it or disbelieve in it. Nobody's had any capitalism for at least 45 years. We haven't had any capital in this country. Capital is an asset, not a debt instrument. If you're going to have capitalism, you are looking, capitalism is based on tangible assets. It's not based on debt instruments. And that's all we've got are debt instruments. We have had something which someone else has coined the phrase creditism. It's the capitalism we've been working on, creditism. All right, which is another way I would say debtism. Right? Not capitalism, not something based on assets, a system based on debt. It has to fail. It has to fail. The whole idea, what is a debt? Promise to pay. And as we get more and more debts, we have more and more promises. And eventually the promises get, it's easy to make promises. If all I have to do is promise to pay, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you can give just give me that new flat screen TV and I promise to pay you a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, whatever. I promise. Scout's honor. Well, how hard is that? How hard is it to make these idiot promises? And eventually we make so many promises that they can't possibly be kept. And they, we are near that point now where we can't make any more promises. And if we can't go deeper into debt, the whole system is going to go bye-bye. It's going to go boom. It's going to be, and that's, and we're seeing something in Brexit that shows us at least how fragile the system is and how prone it is to a kind of panic. It's not so much that the public panicked in these matters. You know, we've seen banks go under a lot of stress, but I don't think that was from the public per se. I think it was for major institutions who understand how this racket works. And they said, oh, my God, the racket is coming apart, and they have run for the doors. So we'll see. You know, a couple more days, and things may get better. They may get worse. We'll watch and see what happens here. But <clears throat> we still can't get past this debt system without wiping out much of the paper assets that exist right now. There's going to be heck to pay. Simply because you can't just say, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. We're going to quit cold turkey. No, you're not. You can't quit with wiping out the existing paper debt instruments and they're perceived to be assets, but they're just promises to pay. They're not real assets. So we in trouble, and it's not going to be, there's going to be, there will be no painless escape, so far as I'm able to understand. Well, we have a lot of states that are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're coming into their, their 2016 fiscal year. They're drawing uh, to a close this week, uh, balancing their budgets. Um, they're supposed to be required by law, but many of them are, are missing uh, the deal. It's uh, almost impossible for them. Um, various reasons for some, but one reason is the uh, 
the declines in revenue due to falling oil prices. So you have a, a lot of the oil-producing states, Louisiana, Alaska, um, they're all facing a, a budget crisis. And uh, even after some cuts or uh, budget gaps, uh, just in these two states alone, totals nearly $4 billion. So, you know, the, the states are having a difficult time just for that one. And, and um, um, I think you have something there about Illinois. Yeah, I've got one from Illinois and another one from New Jersey. Sun-Times, the Chicago Sun-Times reports, Illinois budget stalemate about to mess with our lives. Let's say in part. In the 540 or so days since GOP Governor Bruce Rauner took office in Illinois, he's governor in Illinois, he's managed to negotiate zero budgets, zero cuts in spending, and plenty of court-ordered spending that is in several... Uh, that is several billion more, several billion dollars more than his state government is collecting. In at least the last four years, Democrat House Speaker Mike Madigan, uh, Senate President John Cullerton, and their Democratic majorities in Illinois House and Senate have approved zero balanced budgets with plenty of oinky pork projects that cost millions of dollars for their members that help send Illinois into the red. I'm just saying, look, Illinois is on the verge of some serious problems here, and they're not going to be easily resolved. New Jersey's in a similar situation. There's something from the New York Post. And it says New Jersey's pension apocalypse is looming. And they say if Chris Christie lands a spot in Donald Trump's White House, New Jersey residents won't be sorry to see the governor go. Christie leaves his state in worse shape than it was when he uh, when he found it six and a half years ago. He's going to be, take the blame, or at least people are trying to blame him, and that might be right. I'm not saying he's innocent, but I'm saying there's there's going to be a lot of finger pointing. It's just like we're seeing in Brexit. You're the one that made the whole economy. Everything was going fine except when you voted to leave the European Union. You destroyed the world economy. That's a bunch of crap over. We have a systemic problem. None of this is the fault of just one man, one institution, one government. This is something that's happened systemically, and when it goes down, the whole system's going to go with it. New Jersey's crisis, not your run-of-the-mill budget crisis where you cut spending here and raise taxes there, but a slow-motion death spiral. And this is during the eighth year of a national economic expansion when the state should be doing well. Now, I disagree with the characterization of an eight-year, the eighth year of a national economic expansion. From my perspective, I don't think we ever got out of the recession in 2008. Or the one before that, or the one before that, and the one before that. Really, There's a case to be uh, made. Our our standard of living hasn't increased a nickel uh, since the 1970s. We haven't doing any better. We're just old where we were, and that's evidence that there's something wrong here. I wouldn't put all the blame for New Jersey on Chris Christie. I mean, John Corzine, he was in there, you know, when he was governor from, you know, I think 06 to, you know, before Christie, I think in 2010 or 2011. But, you know, he pretty much destroyed the, the state, too. And, you know, Christie just followed right along. But, um that's probably one of the worst states as far as jobs. And, I mean, some of those cities in New Jersey are just 
just terrible. Like Newark and some of those, it's just terrible. Well, you know, Illinois. But yet, but yet when the hurricane hit, you know, Chris Christie, you got to hand it to him. He 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 was in Washington, you know, and he got Obama to get down there because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of properties down there that are very um, high value homes, very many wealthy people. And, uh, you know, he was able to uh, get the funds flowing into Jersey after the uh, uh, hurricane a couple of years ago. So I think yeah. one of the lessons in this, we're talking about Illinois and now we're talking about New Jersey. I think both of them are fairly famous for government corruption. Illinois certainly is. It's something like four out of the last five governors have gone to jail. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not one of the testimonials. Well, we're running an honest and ethical state here in Illinois. No, I don't think so. Um, even with as much as they hate to jail people that are in government, they've lost, four out of the last five governors wound up in the slammer. This is evidence that that state has systemic corruption. New Jersey is fairly famous for much the state, much the same. And my point is, if you have a state that is that is corrupt, if you have a state where the system of values is immoral, all right, you can bet that that state is headed for some sort of a financial problem. All of the crooks that we are so willing to, add, uh, to, to vote for and support, these crooks are robbing us. And they will ultimately leave your state or your nation in bankruptcy and ruin. <clears throat> and it's a function in a lot of regards of American morality. It's not just a question of, oh, gee, we got some guy who is corrupt. Or, oh, gee, we got some guy who is incompetent in a position of power. No. We have supported crook after crook after crook, and we just wink when the crooks run for office. And I mean, Hillary Clinton's a classic example. Uh, you can't look at what's going on with Hillary Clinton and say, look, here is a moral woman. Right? Nobody is going to make that argument. I don't think Hillary's going to even make that argument. And she has a reputation for being a fantastic or at least prolific liar. <clears throat> if you want to elect the immoral to public office, you can bet that they're going to rob you right along with everybody else. And in the end, they'll leave a disaster. They'll get, they'll get out of it. I guarantee you John Corzine's retirement fund is solid. Now, the rest of you, might, that, might not, that may not be true. Oh, well, yeah, after he rated MF Global and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and paid a, a, paid a few a million dollar fine, but, oh, yeah. we're not guilty, but... You know, here's here's sixty million dollars to to turn the blind eye. Here's another. Here's here's some more from this article on New Jersey, and it says, consider the state's pension fund has only socked away thirty-seven and a half percent of the money it needs to pay its current and future retirees. This ratio is among the worst in the country. It's down from forty-two and a half percent last year, and will continue to weaken. New Jersey owes $144 billion in unfunded pension and health benefits, more than four times the state budget. Understand, New Jersey is one mild economic downturn away from not being able to make payments to retirees, whether it wants to or not. One mild economic downturn away. Things get just a little bit worse. Go back into another admitted recession, and New Jersey is screwed. All right. Now, that's what they're saying right here. 
all the evidence is around us. How far are we away from one mild economic downturn? How far are we from a serious economic downturn? The point is New Jersey is in big trouble. It goes on and says the recession. It says one mild uh, economic downturn, referring to that. It says a recession could bring New Jersey within three or four years of having no money in its pension fund and still having to pay the equivalent of half of its state budget every year in benefits. Now, I'm going to make a suggestion just in case anyone in New Jersey is listening to this program. Maybe you could borrow the money from Puerto Rico. That's not too far away. And New Jersey borrow from Puerto Rico. What do you think, Melody? Yes. Uh-huh. Good mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Yet the state can't even make a $2, million, a $2 billion payment into the pension fund this year, less than half of what it should be paying. Could it pay $16 billion annually when its pension fund is really broke? And what this is saying is, look, what can't be paid won't be paid. It's telling you straight out, if you have a pension in New Jersey, you are in some jeopardy. If it's associated with the, if it's supported by the New Jersey government, if you think that pension is going to carry you through your golden years, you need to think again. And New Jersey is just one of the examples. Illinois will be the same. And I don't know how many other states are like that, but I'll bet there's five or ten that are in circumstances very similar to Illinois and New Jersey. And that's just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. And we're going to watch and see whether Brexit tips this house of cards over or something else, but you can see the house of cards is vulnerable. Melody and I will be back in a moment. Please stay tuned to Financial Survival. to rule over their life, and you don't want the negative side effects of aspirin, ibuprofen, or prescription drugs. They can lower immunity and cause dependency. Is there a safe alternative? I'm herbalist Wendy Wilson, and I prefer willow bark and meadowsweet herbs to control pain, fever, aches, and inflammation. God's herbs are good, and you won't be disappointed. Call Apothecary Herbs for pain or extra strength pain relief formula, toll-free, 866 866- 229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International, 704-875-8010 or online, thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. 
If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. I'm Alfred Addis, here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. What's next, Melody? Well, I'd like to make an offer uh, uh, to the listeners, uh, uh, provide the same special we had yesterday, 20 American Silver Eagles. These are dated 2016. $20 face value of the 90% silver. Those are the quarters and dimes that were minted up and including 1964. And 20 of the Buffalo one-ounce silver rounds. It includes all your shipping costs and insurance for a low price of $1,077. So silver was up today, so you're getting uh, this special at yesterday's price. So a really good deal anyway. Um, very low prices for the silver eagles and the silver rounds and the 90% face value. So give us a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Make sure you visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. Got an article here from the Associated Press. They they printed this. This is probably from about Saturday. All right, but here's the headline: British bracing for world economy to punish UK for Brexit. UK, of course, refers to the United Kingdom or Great Britain. So they're racing for the world economy to punish the uh, Great Britain for Brexit. It said the British, now this is just, this is interesting because there's a certain amount of irony in this and it's a little amount of, certain amount of what goes around comes around. And it says the British were warned for weeks that a vote to leave the European Union would result in economic pain. Now they'll find out whether it will. U.K. financial leaders are scrambling to reassure households, businesses, investors that they can contain the doom and gloom they had predicted in case of a British exit or Brexit. Now, if you catch what this says, what this means, it means that we got all these people, these institutions saying, you better not vote to leave the European Union. You'd better not support breakfast. Brexit, because if you do, the world will come to an end. Right? And now they supported Brexit, and these same institutions that were issuing these warnings and trying to scare people into not supporting Brexit are now trying to backtrack and say, oh no, it's okay, we got this, we're all it's all under control, don't worry about it, no need to panic, nothing to see here. So this is this is interesting to me that the very same people who precipitated the great fears about Brexit, are now the ones that are saying, oh my gosh, don't be afraid. It's going to be all okay. Don't worry about a thing. Those same fears, their scaremongering may have helped to create the problems that we've seen in the last few days from Brexit. And the same people who started the scaremongering are now saying, no, 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 it's all okay. Don't worry about a thing. Don't worry. Be happy, Melody. Um, but it's, Moody's Investor Service is more of the 
punishment against the United Kingdom of Great Britain. Uh, downgraded the UK outlook from stable to negative. The Brexit referendum result, it said, will herald a prolonged period of uncertainty. And there's a couple of different articles out where they are complaining about, oh my gosh, this is the problem with the Brexit. It has caused uncertainty. Well, who, who looks at the existing economic system actually believes there was any uncertainty last week before Brexit, or any certainty, excuse me, before Brexit. This whole thing is a house of cards. The whole thing is uncertain. And they're saying, oh, my gosh, Brexit has caused uncertainty, and therefore we're having these reactions. Now, the uncertainty was already there. Brexit, again, another one of these analogies, the little boy who looks at the emperor and says, that guy doesn't have any clothes on. Everybody's saying, oh, the emperor is so beautifully dressed, dressed, everything's fine. Don't worry, be happy. Some little kid says, hey, what's that guy? We'll do a walk around the nude. And now everybody panics. It's been obvious that the emperor's been in the nude for a long time, if you cared to look. And now they're claiming that Brexit has somehow taken his, stolen his cloak. Uh, where anything else in here I wanted to... Uh, the problem is one of confidence, trying to maintain confidence, and the very people who are against Brexit are in large measure responsible for the subsequent loss of confidence. The people who said, don't vote for Brexit, don't vote for Brexit, are now that they did vote for Brexit, are ultimately responsible for amplifying whatever uncertainty was there in the first place. Um, so it's just interesting to me. You know, a little bit of what goes around comes around. You you threaten everybody with, oh, my gosh, the world's coming to an end. And then uh, when you get close to it, then you find out, nope, we've got to tell these people it's not coming to an end. So, interesting to me, at least, Molly. Um, got another one for you. Here's something on Obamacare. It says, uh, this is from ZeroHedge.com. Obamacare accounted for 58% of U.S. growth in the first quarter. They're talking about the gross domestic product. And what they're saying in this article is that the Supreme Court declared Obamacare was legal, but it's a tax. And according to the law, apparently, that meant that by effectively counting a tax as part of its economic growth and the tax could be counted as part of the GDP. That's the implication on this thing. And they go on and say, for, for the Bureau of Economic Analysis, that meant that by effectively counting the Obamacare tax as part of U.S. economic growth, Obama, the Supreme Court, and the U.S. government's bean counters assured themselves of a steady stream of economic growth for quarters to come. When it comes to the one constant source of U.S. economic growth, Nothing is more reliable than health care, which is merely another name for how Obama figured in the bean counter reports. When the first quarter real GDP grew by $44 billion in real terms, or 1.1% annualized, from $16.471 trillion to $16.515 trillion, health care was responsible for $26 billion of that growth. That's rising from, well, I won't do the numbers, a whopping 58% of the total growth. This 
first quarter increase was the third biggest quarterly increase on record, the second largest in the past decade. And what all this means is apparently over half of the government's reported growth say, oh, we have a stronger economy. Look at the GDP. Well, half of the GDP, the growth in the uh, GDP is attributed to Obamacare. The government tells us the economy is growing and getting stronger, but half of that alleged growth is attributed to the growth of a government bureaucracy, its underlying taxes, and a welfare scheme. Does that make any sense to anybody? Can we really count on the growth in in a government agency as a legitimate source of rising gross domestic product? If we can, why not count unemployment payments as contributing to GDP? Then, every time somebody loses a job and goes on unemployment, the government can claim that the gross domestic product actually grew larger and stronger because we had more people go on, sign up for unemployment. This is one of those bizarre and nearly incomprehensible stories that makes clear that we have a problem in this country. You know, I talked about the idea that Illinois and New Jersey are having serious financial problems because to a significant degree, they are run by governments that are openly immoral or amoral, right? We've got a bunch of gangsters running the governments, a bunch of criminals, hustlers, con artists, and it happens. It's not like it's, those are the only ones. Those are a couple of the most egregious instances of this immorality in politics. Well, That immorality is also manifest when you see government produce crazy economic statistics and they tell you the unemployment rate is only 4.6%, when it's really probably about 23%. That's not just someone tinkering with the numbers. That's immorality. That's lying. And insofar as we are caught in in the grips of a government, that habitually lies. We're necessarily headed for a financial collapse. They keep lying that things are great. How do they, the economy's getting stronger. How do they know? Well, Obamacare is, according to this report, responsible for 58% of the growth in the GDP in the first quarter of this year. That's insane. That's just flat out insane. But it flows once you get into this economic theory that we can run on the basis of debt rather than on the basis of assets. Once you get caught in this fiat money monetary system based on debt rather than assets, you are dealing with irrational premises. You have committed to fundamental ideas, you know, garbage in, garbage out in computers. If you feed crapola into your computer, you're going to get crapola out the other end. It's the same thing when it comes to economic theory. We've got some stupid, crazy, bizarre, irrational theory that we can just go deeper and deeper into debt. We can consume and consume and consume, and that's all we have to do to support our economy. It's just nuts. It's lunacy. And yet we were stupid enough to go along with it. We've accepted it. And now we're going to pay a price for it. Maybe this year, maybe next year. I don't know when. But the price is coming due. The day of accounting is coming due. And it's not just a question of counting the numbers and saying, gee, somebody made a mathematical mistake. No. 
somebody made a moral mistake. Someone sat back and they promoted a lie to the people, and the people were dumb enough or greedy enough to accept the lie. They said, you can have a free lunch. You vote for me, and I'll see that you get a free lunch. More welfare for the poor, more subsidies for the rich. Free lunches for everybody. And everybody was dumb enough to vote for it. But there is no free lunch. And the only way you can get something that looks like a free lunch is you buy it on credit. We don't pay now because we, it's like buying, taking everybody out for dinner and paying with your credit card. All right? You don't pay now. You're going to pay in 30 days when the credit card bill comes due. It's the same thing with government. They are treating us to all these free lunches, and we are beguiled by the promise of something for nothing which is evidence that we, we are an immoral people. We're looking for something we didn't earn. We want to make a fast buck and we don't care how we get it. And it's not about whether we earned it or worked for it or deserve it. It's about having. It's not about earning. It's about having. And that's immoral. Right? You've got to work for what you get. And if you don't want to do that, you are immoral. And I'm just saying that if you're going to engage in that kind of immorality, you should not be surprised when your government falls down on your head. The story, 58% of the gross domestic product, increase in the gross domestic product for the first quarter was attributed to Obamacare. This is another example of the kind of immorality that the government perpetrates on a regular basis. And it's evidence that we, the people, have become immoral enough to accept it without, you know, without particular concern. No, that's all right. We'll just count whatever the government does. If they impose Obamacare on it, we'll, we'll count it as a positive contribution to the gross domestic product. But Obamacare doesn't produce anything. Right? It may be a fine free lunch, but it doesn't of itself produce anything. It's ultimately based on debt. And sooner or later, that debt's going to have to be paid. And when it is, that's when you're all going to be doing the Lord's Prayer and saying, forgive us this day our debt as we forgive those, uh, as we forgive our debtors. We're going to be praying for somebody to forgive the debt. But it's coming due. And when it does, House of Cards goes, you know, it's going to collapse. So anyway, this is just another story of government losing its mind and attempting to foist off ideas on the American people that we're dumb enough to go along. You know, they've done it for years. They've gotten away with it for years. And we've, we are to blame for that. It's not just that government is a bunch of crooks and hustlers. We have failed to maintain, to, to perform our obligation to curb our dogs. Right? And by dogs, I mean our politicians. We've let them crap all over the place, and now it's up to us to clean up all the dog poop. And we're going to be held accountable for all the dog poop, and you know, to some extent we are. Not necessarily because we're responsible directly, but because we were stupid enough to let this happen. So here we are, and people try to find a way to beat the rap and evade responsibility, but I suspect there isn't going to be a successful evasion. We're going to be caught here, and if we're not prepared, if you're not personally prepared, 
to deal with the trouble that's coming, you're going to have you're going to have more trouble than you can imagine. We're out of time. I want to thank folks for listening. I'm Alfred Addis. Billy and I will be back tomorrow. Hope you'll tune in at that time. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. There never seems to be a single penny left for me. Left you fast. In my dreams, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to American Voice radio.com and then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur it's your choice do you want to feel better or not don't forget to tune in to the sulfur hour plus one on americanvoiceradio.com thursdays 6 p.m pacific
countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click satellite system. Critical show, and it is my live show for Wednesday. All right, come on, squint to see the date. Wow, it is small though. What is it? The twenty second of June, two thousand and sixteen. It is now four minutes past the two o'clock hour. And as you all should know, I'm out here in the state of Washington, which is on the West Coast, which is the Pacific Time Coast, and we are live. You're listening on the American Voice Radio Network. And so that means you can go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, which is the website for this network. And when you get there, guys, you can get into the chat room. And there is a few people in there right now. I see Clint. He welcomed me this afternoon. Frank's in there. Oh, a couple other folks are in there. You should get in there as well. It is a great feature. I have a website, conditioncriticalshow.com. You should go there as well. Check out my blog. I'll talk about my blog a little bit later on. I'm doing some different things on there. And uh, they're just kind of fun things just to kind of shake things up a little bit. And Because, you know, all the news is obviously bad. And so uh, I try not to just report on that on my blog. I try and do some fun things on there. So check it out, guys. What else? A couple donate links. As you all know, I have a donate link. I don't beg for money. Whatever you think is uh, fair and proper or whatever, uh, it's all good. More importantly, the donate link in these trying times, folks, and, and, and they are, and I'm going to get into it here in a second. Times are, are bad, guys. Uh, so you need to donate to the American Voice Radio Network. You need to go there right now and click that donate button and donate $5. Frank would appreciate it, and so would I. What else? Call in number 1-800-932-1980. 1-800-932-1980 is the call-in number. If you feel like you'd like to call in and talk to me, your host. Okay, I think that's about it. So we're going to kind of get right into it. And 
And the, the general theme of the first part of, at least the, the, the first part of my show this afternoon is we're falling off the edge of the world, guys. I mean, we really are. And going into the break, uh, I've played the song before. It's a song by Black Sabbath called Falling Off the Edge of the World. And so that I'm having Frank, uh, well, I'm, I guess I'm letting him know right now to play that song first because we truly are, guys. Uh, I mean, just things are so bad. It's unbelievable. And think they're like unbelievably bad. It's like there's no good news anymore. And I was just talking with Frank before the show, and him and Al had, had talked about it. And, and they had, and the question has been raised before, and not just by Al, Adask, or Frank, or, or myself, or Pastor Mike, or or, or any. But the question has been raised before. That is, you know, what's the What's the, like, the, the crux of the matter here? Why are things so bad? Well, I believe, and I've always believed, and I've believed this for probably the last 30, 35 years. I, going back, you know, I, I remember my brother and I, older brother and I, talking about it when we would go on our runs together. Him and, him and I, we would, he and I, we would go for long runs. I mean, long ones, 10, 12-mile runs back in the day, you know, and we would just talk about things. And, there's just no morality left anymore. People are just out of their minds. You know, you have just any instance of people being out of their minds. You have, you have road rage. You have every day now I see, I get a report of, of a shooting. There's just another, there was just one here down in Olympia. It's going on right now. They, they're calling it a quadruple shooting. Police are on the scene. Mayhem. Why is that? You know, why? Why is there all this, like, road rage and, and, and people seemingly just, you know, PO'd at one another, and there's nobody's nice. I remember I talked about it last Christmas because I got a little fed up, you know, because certainly during Christmas you would think, because it used to be, people were just nice. You know, there was like a couple of times a year back then. I mean, even back then, there was only like a couple of times a year when people were nice. Christmas was one of them. Thanksgiving was another. Uh, Trying to think of another one. That's about all I can think of right now. Anymore? Ain't nobody nice to, to, to nobody anymore, man. It is just bad. And that is, I believe, because we, have, we are totally, we have completely abandoned God. That's the only reason I can think of. And there's a, there's a Bible quote. It's out of Proverbs. Pride goeth before destruction. Something like that. And I would try to look up the... Uh, uh, the, the Bible verse, you can look at it for yourself. It's out of Proverbs. And this isn't a Bible uh, show by any means. Uh, but it's, it's relevant, man. And we're, we're going down, man. There's just no two ways about it. We're going down. How can we not go down with what's going on in this country? This, the, the unbelievable things that are going on. Okay, so I, I have a couple of, I have a couple, two, three examples here. And, and you know, these are just some that I found that I that kind of just stuck out, you know, when I especially when I saw the headline of, of these two or three news items that I'm going to present to you right now. Here's the first one, and these aren't in any particular order, by the way. This is from the USA Today. Here's the headline: More single men are choosing to become fathers. That's the headline. Now, when I saw that, I thought, what? More single men are? Cho- I mean, isn't it bad enough that we have single motherhood? I mean, isn't that bad enough? Hasn't society suffered enough because there are single mothers out there? And mostly now by choice. I mean, see, that's the thing. 
before, back in the day, it generally wasn't by choice. It was just because men weren't men and they abandoned the women. They just, you know, stuck it in them, got them pregnant and then ditched them so that these women had to raise their children. Now it's celebrated. Now it's celebrated by people like Jennifer Aniston and Awful Windbag and, and all of these. That was Oprah Winfrey, by the way. I, I call her Awful Windbag. But you have all these women that celebrate Hillary Clinton. Everybody be proud. Everything's about being proud and, and to have pride and, and be yourself and you can do it alone. Right. How, how, how's that working out for us? Well, it ain't working out too good. We stand at the precipice, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. We do. We stand at the precipice, and we are falling off the edge of the world. And, it, and, it, and it's bad. And, it, and it, it's, it's bad. I don't know what else to say. Again, this is out of the USA Today. More single men are choosing to become fathers. I mean, how, how ridiculous. Two-year-old Courtney was squirming in her father's arms and fussing as he knows is small. So let me pull this up here. And fussing as he tried to keep hold of her on a warm summer evening near Louisville's Big Four Pedestrian Bridge. Okay, you know, and, and I'm not really going to read much from the article. I mean, does it doesn't matter. And it's just, you know, they're, they're basically talking to a couple of single dads in here and, and how they think how wonderful it is, you know. This guy, now he adopted, which is, you know, that's a, that's a good gesture, I think, adopting uh, children, I believe it is. Uh, you do, we do have children out there that, that have been, for whatever reason, uh, I, I hesitate to say abandoned because that's only one aspect sometimes of it. But anyway, so it's a good thing, I guess, to, to, for this, this gentleman to adopt, uh, you know, a child. But to, to try and raise this, this, and this daughter now, uh, single, as a single father, well, you're depriving that child. I mean, and the child's already been deprived of parents. Okay, so why would you deprive her of a, of a, of a female influence? You know, I mean, there should be a law that you can't adopt a child unless you're a married couple, like a regular married couple. I'm not going to get into the whole freaking homos that are married and want to raise kids because we're letting that happen now, too. That's, we're letting that happen now, too, like that's a good idea. So that's just one, that's just one headline that stuck out to me, guys. And, again, I'm, not gonna, I'm just not going to read from the article. It, 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 you can just Google it if you want, and you can kind of read it because it's ridiculous. That's just one. Let me find another one here. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is from NPR. When I saw this, and this, you're, this, might, this, this may or may not shock you. This may or may not shock you, what I'm about to present to you. First off, the headline. This, again, from NPR. <laughs> okay, here's the headline. Uh, here it is. Now, I just have to say it. I guess there's no other way to set it up. Can doctors learn to perform abortions without doing one? That's the that's a headline. It's asked, it says a question. Can doctors learn to perform abortions without doing one? I saw that and I'm like, uh, what? What? Okay. Okay. I'll start. Abortion is, now, this is what may or may not shock you. It kind of shocked me, but not really. Abortion is one of the more common procedures performed in the U.S., more common even than appendectomies. Did you hear that? We perform more abortions than we do appendectomies. Is there not something wrong with that? And what, we're supposed to celebrate that? That's that's reported as, look how good we are. Look how good we are. We perform more abortions in this country than we do simple appendectomies. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. 
But, hey, man, that's the country in which we live. Ain't it great? I'll start over. Abortion is one of the more common procedures performed in the U.S., more common even than appendectomy. But as clinics in Texas close, finding a place in the state where medical residents training to be medical residents training to be OBGYNs can learn to do abortions is getting harder. Boy, that's just a tough break, isn't it? You know, geez, man, I, man, I, I you know, I want to, I want to do these abortions, man, but I ain't got nowhere to go t- to do it. That, that's bad. There should be a law against that. That's just bad. I mean, what the, what's going on down there? Texas, you, are you listening to me down there? What are you doing? Unbelievable. These doctors need places to go perform abortions. They need, well, they need to go train to do them too. Jeez. I mean, what kind of country is this? that we have, we, you know, we're having less and less places to perform abortion. That's just outrage. It's an outrage, I tell you. Here we go. I'll just keep going. This is a quote. There are places in Texas where there are OBGYN residents who can't get anywhere to be trained, said a senior director at one Texas clinic who is also a medical school, school professor. The physician asked not to be named to avoid backlash from anti-abortion groups and politicians. Jeez. <laughs> Well, I would have named him, but see, NPR, there are a bunch of sissies over there, and so they didn't. But I would have named a guy. And as a matter of fact, I'd like to know what his name is. But you know what? God knows who is. God knows who you are uh, there, unnamed professor, unnamed freaking baby murderer. You hearing me down there? I know you don't hear me, but let me tell you something. God knows who you are. God knows who you are. And I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Let me continue on. Clinics that used to perform abortions have closed recently in Lubbock. Odessa, and other Texas cities. But the professor's clinic, which still does abortions and trains some OBGYN residents, can't take up the slack. You know, they just can't take up the slack down there at that one clinic. You know, it's just, that's just, it's just too many people, too many, too many women out there that just waltz into these clinics, these planned parenthood clinics, which are nothing more than abortion clinics, and just get their babies, just, just, you know, vacuumed out of their womb. How nice. We've been approached by many different residency programs about the ability to train their residents. She said, unfortunately, we just don't have the capability to train everyone. Well, I guess that's a little bit of a silver lining right there. The day we spoke, the doctor was spending the afternoon at the clinic supervising a third-year resident. The resident agreed to be identified by her middle name, Jane. Yeah, right, sure. But you know what? As I said, God knows who you people are. God knows who you disgusting freaking people are down there that practice this, this vile, disgusting, immoral, one of the probably more immoral acts that we uh, perpetrate on one another down here on God's green earth. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Not going to read any more from the article. That was just another example. That, was just, that is just another example of how far we've fallen. And, and again, that we truly are. We truly are falling off the edge of the world. Every time I wake up and see the headlines, we're just getting closer and closer, and it's just going to happen. You know, I thought about this yesterday as I go for my walk in the park, which I so much enjoy going for my walk in the park, which I will do after, not right after the show this afternoon, but I have a certain time I like to get over there, and I go for my little three-and-a-half, four-mile walk, take the, take the little puppy dog, and, and just go for my walk, and it's solitude. And Anyway, so I was thinking... This is the thought I had yesterday. You know, I used to say things like, man, there's only like 23 of us, right, that get it, or there's only like 23 people. And I know that might sound a bit pretentious, and I'm not meaning to come off that way. But I, I used to say that. But I, I, 
as I thought about it, I thought, you know, lately it seems that the number that I've, I don't know if I did it purposely or, or consciously, subconsciously, because then I used to, I, I can remember saying, well, now there's only like 17 of us, right? That are awake and whatever, you know, and then it, then it was 15. And I think the last time I referenced it, it was like 12, right? See where I'm going? Then the number, it, it keeps going down. Okay. The, the, the number of people that are like awake and get it right. So now I don't know. We're down to like, I don't know. We're down below. I think we're down in the single digits here. Okay. My point is, my point is when it gets to zero, I, you know, that was what I was thinking. I thought, man, Okay, so I said 23, 17, 15, now we're down to digital, okay, 12, now we're at maybe 10 or 9 or 8, maybe 7. When we get to zero, is that when Jesus comes back? And now, I'm not trying to hasten the day here, because I know we're not supposed to do that either, but I just thought of it. I thought, wow, well, okay. Well, I'll say this. I can't wait for that day to happen. I, honestly, I can't wait for that day to happen, you know. And maybe it's... Maybe it's uh, uh, you know, a condition, or maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, what am I trying to say here? Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, I can't, I can't think of the right word here to, to kind of use. Uh, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say this the right way. I mean, maybe it's that I'm not saved myself, I guess. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say, you know. I guess, additionally, we need to be saved, you know. We really do. Uh we need to be rescued, you know, and I, I've always believed that, that God and that Jesus Christ, they're like, uh, you know, they're like, uh, they're like on this ship, right? And they're throwing out these life rings and we just, you know, we just keep ignoring them, right? And in fact, we keep, we swim away from them. You know, Jesus throws us a life ring, right? He sees us, man, we're suffering, right? We're like a, a, we're like a, a distressed swimmer caught in some riptide, right? Jesus sees us, hey, man. She throws us a life ring, right? We ignore it. We we push it away, and we and we swim further away. Jesus goes, "Geez, wow! Tried to save you just now." Whoa! And he throws us another one, and we push it away, and we keep swimming further and further out. Well, you know, <laughs> not a good idea. Okay, and it's not working out for us, guys. We need to take that life ring. So that's about as much as I'm going to preach uh, this afternoon. But I thought I would just present that to you. Well, okay, that's two now. That's two. Let me uh, let me go to this one. Let me go to this one. It's queuing up. <laughs> See, now this is from the local station, but this has happened nationally as well. And perhaps I'll I'll kind of reference both of these. Here's the headline: Seattle, that'd be Seattle, Washington, Pride schedule announced. You know, Pride schedule. Those are the homo parades and homo events that are happening all over the country now. I mean, look, they've been forcing the homosexual agenda on us now for, you know, quite some time. That's just a fact. But certainly in the, in, in, in the Obama administration, they have really amped it up. And, and most definitely in the last year and a half, maybe two years, they've been going at it like on steroids, full throttle with this whole homosexual agenda. I mean, I think it, cumulated, or if that's the right word, culminated, or however you say it, with them lighting up the White House in the rainbow color of the, of the homos. I mean, if that, if that is not utterly offensive and not like a in-your-face, in-your-face, I don't know what else is, but that's what these pride things are. And they have a, see, and here's the thing, 
Here's the headline. Seattle Pride schedule announced. I mean, see, it's not just a parade anymore. It's like a whole series. It's like a week long or weekend long. Actually, I think it's like a month long. It's like, it's like Black History Month. There's every month, every day, you do something different. That's what this has become. That's what these pride events have become. And it's, I mean, it's just, it used to just be really disgusting. Now it's something more. Now it's something, it's something more than disgusting. I can't even describe what it is now. I don't have the capacity, I guess, in my brain. I'm just a truck driver sitting over here to even describe what it is anymore. And I just hang my head. I just hang my head and I go, dear God, what are we doing? What's going on here? I don't understand. Somebody explain this to me, please. Okay. Again, the headline, Seattle Pride schedule announced. I'll just read from it. Well, I'll just read this. Actually, that's all it is. It is just the schedule. Here it is. The theme is Wizard of Oz. Get your wicked out on. Get your wicked on. That's what it says. That's the theme. And then there's a whole list of things here, uh, starting with, uh, okay, it's, it's, it's listed like in uh, chronological order of the time that this is going to happen, right? So from 10 to 10.30, and when was this? This is scheduled for, well, what is today? Okay, so this is this weekend. So this is, uh, bear with me, I'm just kind of reading this. So this is the schedule for the 25th of June. Uh of this year, so that's going to be what? I'm guessing Saturday. I don't have my calendar in front of me. Anyway, guys, apologize for that. And so the theme, uh, Wizard of Oz, get your wicket on. So from 10 to 10.30, uh, the Capitol Hill Pride March from Seattle Central Campus to Main Stage, blah, 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 on Harrison. Uh, and then they're going to have a little thing about never forget the 1969 Stonewall. That's that homo fag bar in New York City that Obama, well, that the governor there, uh, designated as some kind of federal land, right? So the so then the president could then, by executive order, make that a national monument. They did that completely on their own, unilaterally of the American people. Certainly unilaterally of the of the residents and the people of the citizens of New York. Anyway, I'll stop. Never mind. So that's just the one thing, and I'm just going to you know just read a few of the things here. Let's see. Uh, Trent Davis is going to speak. They're going to have some homo speakers. Uh, this one particular speaker, her name is Laura Ingalls Wilder, and she's representing the intersex gender. The intersex gender. See, I only thought there were boys and girls, but apparently there's a whole bunch of us more, I guess. I mean, there's, you've got transgender freaks uh, and intersex and uh, pansexuals, and you have, all this, you have all this disgusting, confused, vile stuff. So Laura Ingalls Wilder, you know, God knows who you are. You know, and he, he would really li- like to save you there, Lara. But, you know, you have to ask him. You have to repent, man. You just have to see it within yourself and do it. You know, otherwise, there's that whole thing about the lake of fire, you know, and that should scare the crap out of everyone because it scares me. But see, these homos aren't afraid of anything. They have pride. They got too much pride to be afraid. But I just wonder, when they dip their little toe into that lake of fire, if they're going to be scared then. Because when you get there, see, when you get there, you know, when you get to that lake of fire, uh, you ain't coming back. There's no, like, oops, there's no, uh, you know what, it's getting a little warm here. Uh, can I, nope, nope, nope. I mean, am I wrong? Can you be saved at the 11th hour? You know, I always thought that you could, and I have asked that question before. Uh, but whatever's written in the Bible, uh, I think, is, is what's going to happen. And as far as I know, and I could be wrong, I don't think there's any getting saved when you dip your little toe into the lake of fire. 
In other words, you're going down. Okay, I'll continue. Uh, from 11 to 11.15, Hands Across Broadway Memorial for the Orlando event. See, they're even calling it an event. I, I think I mentioned that when it happened, that they call it an event. I wonder if that's, I wonder if that's like a Freudian slip there. I just wonder. I'm not going to really talk about, well, I'm not going to talk about the Orlando event at all. We all know what it was, and we all know what it is. Oh, let's see what's next. The Purple Passion of the Rainbow City Band is going to play from 11.15 to noon. So for 45 minutes, you can hear those uh, degenerates uh, playing music. What next? Capitol Hill Pride Festival. And here we have, the, now, now here, now this should offend all animal lovers and all, well, specifically dog owners. This is what they're going to do from noon to 1 o'clock this Saturday. Capitol Hill Pride Festival Doggy Drag Costume Contest. So they're gonna t- they're gonna bring Fido and Fluffy out, and they're gonna dress they're gonna dress them up. They're gonna like in drag costumes. Oh really? I mean, I mean, I, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. This is unbelievable. <laughs> oh man, oh man, it's bad. Okay. Oh yeah. And and this is benefiting the Seattle Humane Society's pet project, and they have they're gonna they have some judges here, and they're listing their names, but it doesn't matter because God knows who they are. What's next? Oh, then Ringside Slam from one thirty to two thirty. So for an hour now, I don't know what that is. Ringside Slam. Maybe they're gonna put on some homo uh, parody studio wrestling thing. Oh, that would that's fun. That's gonna that's great. That's from. Just in case you wanted to get be there, guys, that's from one thirty to two thirty. That's thirteen thirty to fourteen thirty for you, twenty uh, four hour clock people. This Saturday, right in the city of Seattle, Washington. So if you don't want to miss that, there you go. What's next? Well, from two thirty to three, you have a Michael Jackson tribute show featuring Maurice Mojo Creole. That must be some degenerate homo. He's going to impersonate uh, Michael Jackson. Hmm. Okay. What's next? Uh, Dan. Kimis, he's going to be the Wizard of Seattle. Then the Wizard of Oz, a new, is next. Okay, so then from 7.30 to 8 p.m., the Dyke March. And now, well, geez, the music caught up on me rather quickly. Here's the song, guys. We're falling off the edge of the world. See you after the break.
would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different. With all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added, their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at natureslogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
I had to let that play out, as they say. There you go. A little bit of Black Sabbath going into the break, guys. Again, we're falling off the edge of the world. Hold on one second, guys. Okay, apologize for that. I had to reach for my water. Okay, so where was I? Yeah, the music. Uh, Black Sabbath falling off the edge of the world and Bad Company moving on. And that's probably what we should do, but, and we are going to do that. I'm going to move on from this uh, list of uh, events uh, taking place. Because I left off with the Dyke March. <laughs> that's the, the, the Lesbos marching uh, at the Seattle uh, Pride Festival and the whole list series of events and blah, blah, blah. Okay. How many examples now have I presented? There was a couple before the break, I think, maybe two or three. I have one more because this one, you know, this one just kind of, well, I'll just let you guys decide. Let it queue up here and then we'll move on. What are, and I don't know what I'm going to move on to ex- exactly just yet. I, I, you know, I guess we should be talking about what this, they're doing in Congress right now. You have the Democrats doing this sit-in. They're demanding action. They're demanding a vote. Uh, and I'll get it, maybe I'll get into that a little bit because I just think it's, a, it's necessary. One last thing about the whole we're falling off the edge of the world. Here's the headline. This is out of USA Today. Hundreds, hundreds wait hours to get tattoos honoring Orlando victims. That's right. You heard it here first. This is out of Orlando, obviously. I'll read from the article for just a second here. Hundreds waited in line for hours Saturday to get tattoos remembering the victims of Sunday's mass shooting at an an Orlando faggot club or homo bar, whatever you, however you want to call it. Stigma tattoo and bar offered a $50 tattoo deal that would donate the proceeds to help victims' families in the wake of the shooting at the homo nightclub that left allegedly 49 people dead. Is it 49 or 53? They keep changing that number. Either way, it's alleged. Quote, we expected, we expected big, but we didn't expect this big at all, said Christine Larson, a volunteer with the business. We've got about seven tattoo artists in there working on people. They had to call, and they had, and they've had to call in some extra artists. So we're just working on it as diligently and as fast as we can. So just be patient, there, you freaking morons, you you freaking morons. Just be patient; they'll get to you. Here we go. Here's a guy. He said, "Here's a dude. His name is Antius Sharembi. I think I pronounced his name right. Either way, said he came out to show support to the city that I love." And he said he's getting a tattoo on his forearm area of Orlando with a heart symbol. Oh, isn't that nice? I mean, isn't that nice? You're going to have that with the rest of your life there, uh, Bubba. Okay, so just, you you know that, right? Okay. wonder if they tell people that before they get one. The reason that I picked that is because Orlando's in black, and it's got the heart there. It's kind of looking over the city in a dark time, he said. Well, that's, that's, just, that's just nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll continue on. I'm getting one that says Pulse, said Eric Shapiro, just to show my support. I used to go to Pulse every week, every Wednesday, and the occasional Saturdays here and there. I just haven't had a chance to donate until today. Christopher Salsa was getting his third tattoo, but he said he didn't hesitate when he heard about this offer. It's just a little something, a little $50 to to donate, and we know it's going to the families that have lost their loved ones. We do know? I mean, we do? Are you sure? 
Uh, you might want to look into that. You might want to look into that because far too often, I mean, look at the Red Cross. I just saw something, and now this is just digressing slightly here. I saw something, I don't know, and it was like a week ago. And it was about, I think it was either about the Red Cross or the United Way, about how, like, what was it? You know, because I don't have it in front of me, and I'm just trying to remember back. And it, the, what it was, it was like, uh, like only, I, I'm trying to think how it was. It was, you know, it was, a, a, it was like a minuscule, and it was. It was like a minuscule amount of the money that's actually donated to that organization. And I forget which one it was, but it was one of those two. Actually goes to the people, you know, right? In other words, the administrative costs uh, took like, and it was a large, it was, it, it was like a, a majority, okay, of the, uh, of the donations anyway. So he might want to check into that, uh, you know, the $50 that he believes is going to the families. Because I would say of that $50, probably like $1.37 goes to the families, guaranteed. Okay, now that might be a little low, but you guys catch my drift, right? Let's see here. Uh, loved ones. Okay, Sousa said he had already waited in, uh, waited hours for his tattoo and figured it might be that long before he had work done. So he's this again. This is his third one. Larson said she contacted the shop Monday, and they were immediately receptive. Oh, sure, sure that. Well, why not? I mean, it's a business. They're in business to do tattoos. Hey, that's a, they're they're going to make a lot of money there. So there you go. It's mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing. Larson said about the response, when I got here, the line was already wrapped around the corner, and now it goes all the way around the building. So there you go, guys. There you go. Are we not falling off the edge of the world when hundreds wait in line for hours to get tattoo honoring the homos that got allegedly freaking gunned down in Orlando? I mean, you can't make stuff like that up. Unbelievable. Well, what else? Maybe there's one more. I mean, maybe. What's this one here? Give it a second. Uh, no, I did that one. I had one more. Uh, let me find it. It's a second. Okay, live radio. Well, here you go. <sighs> okay. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about Orlando here, uh, but this came out, this issue came up uh, after this alleged homo, whatever, massacre, whatever you want to call it, okay? And that is about homos donating blood. And I brought this up because the FDA, and I reported on this, I don't know, six months ago maybe, because the FDA loosened rules back then uh, where, you know, that the, they would start, like, letting in limited numbers, uh, homos start donating blood. Well, since this uh, event, and that's what they're calling it, so I'm going to call it an event, since the Orlando event, again, I mean, that's what they're calling it, there's been a renewed cries, if you will, clamoring, I will say, uh, for, you know, to allow homos to donate blood. And this is from a local station, Cairo 7, and this is my two senators uh, that are, promoting this, or, or at least my two senators in this article promoting it. And those would be Maria Cantwell, who you don't hear much from lately, and I haven't, luckily, but the other clown, uh, Patty Murray, she's an absolute disgrace. And, and here's the thing, both of these two, that was pretty bad grammar, I'm sorry, uh, belong to be swinging from a rope. That's right. 
And, and now to qualify things after their speedy trial for treason, because they both are committing and have committed and will continue to commit treason against the people of the United States anyway. So the headline is Cantwell Murray call on FDA to end discriminatory blood donation ban. I mean, who thinks that's a good idea? Of course it's not a good idea. And look, I'm not a doctor, and I don't even play one on television. Okay, I am, however, a truck driver, and I guess I have enough common sense to know that this is not a good idea. But hey, who cares about good ideas anymore? And who cares about common sense anymore in this country? U.S. Senators Maria Cantwell and Patty Murray, both Democrats, joined bipartisan, joined a bipartisan group of 24 senators in calling on the Food and Drug Administration to change what dozens of senators call a discriminatory policy. That's right. According to Cantwell's website, they want to swiftly, swiftly move to end the discriminatory blood donation deferral policy against healthy gay and bisexual men and some transgender Americans. That's what, yeah. Are there any healthy gay and bisexual men out there, I ask? Just a truck driver over here, not a doctor or a psychologist. I would say no. The senator sent the letter in light of a recent mass shooting at the Homo nightclub in Orlando, Florida. The FDA placed a lifetime ban on, ban on blood donations for men who have had sex with men during the HIV crisis of the 1980s. Was it a crisis? I guess. Uh, I guess. I guess you could call it a crisis. I mean, it's certainly a crisis of of morality. I mean, there's there's something Christ. There's some kind of crisis there. I'm sure. At the end of the at the end of last year, the FDA FDA released guidance that lifted the lifetime ban on blood donations and implemented a new policy requiring a year of abstinence prior to donating blood. Right, and you know that's like self reporting, and you know, uh, people lie. I guess you know. So how's that going to work out? I mean, we're supposed to trust them. Yeah, whatever. In the letter, the senators say they want blood donor deferral policies that are grounded in science, based on individual and based on individual risk factors, not a policy that singles out one group of individuals. And here's a letter. Here's a letter. Let's see, do I want to read it? It's pretty long. Not going to read it. Uh, maybe I can just paraphrase some of it. Dear California, Com- uh, dear Commissioner Califf, I guess Califf, if that's how it's pronounced, or Calif would probably be how it's pronounced. C L I C it's small, hold on. C L C A L I F F. Wow, that's small. So there you go, Caliph. This is the letter. I'll just paraphrase. Maybe I'll read the first paragraph. We write to express our concerns with the Food and Drug Administration's discriminatory blood donation policy for men who have had sex with men, which has been highlighted by the tragic mass shooting at the Homo Nightclub in Orlando, Florida. As you know from previous correspondence, we are steadfastly committed to ending the FDA's discriminatory policy that prohibits many healthy MSNs from donating uh, blood and moving to policies that secure our nation's blood supply in a scientifically sound manner based on individual risk. Blah, 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 blah. That's what our, that's what, that's what our Congress is doing, guys. That's what they're doing. I mean, we ain't got enough problems, right? We ain't got enough problems in this in this once great nation, in this once great country. We ain't got enough problems in this world, right? And then with what they have to do. All right. I'm done with that. In the closing moments of the first hour, I, I guess I'm going to have to talk about this gun control, uh, what's going on in Congress. As we speak, as we speak, because I keep getting headlines here, the latest one is Washington Congress members taking part in House sit-in 
demanding vote on gun control legislation. And it's just a blip that I have here. And so, you know, you have the, the Democrats basically. Uh, and see, do you remember when who did it? Was it Ted Cruz that did this? What they call they call this like a filibuster. He keeps speaking in blah, 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 and whatever. You know, so when a Republican does it and I forget what even that not that the dimwit was doing it for. Uh, but it, it, you know, when re- my point is, when Republicans do it, all they're 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 holding up the nation's business and and you know look how they're being uh, partisan and and mean spirited and blah 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 you know but when the Democrats do it we all know how that goes we all know how it goes you know when the Democrats do it all they're they're good and they, everything's good right but here's something else here's something else and which is far worse well it, when the Democrats do it I, I don't know if it's worse or better. Uh, well, for them, it's better, but it's worse for the country. Because my point is, when the Democrats do it, uh, the Republicans, 100% of the time, always cave in. Always. And they're in the majority now. They're in the majority. Right? Remember that? Elect us. Get us in there. Right? Remember? I'm not going to go over that. But, yeah, get us in there. And, man, we're going to stop this, all this nonsense. Right? Wrong. So they're going to cave in. And, you know, talking about gun control, to me, anymore, just gets a bit ridiculous. Okay, nothing that they have done, nothing that they have done with gun control measures have have works ever, 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 ever. It doesn't work. And so 100 percent of the time, it 100 percent of the time fails 100 percent of the time, period. So one more thing is not going to do. it's, It's only going to harm us. And look, they know this. They know this. They, they know this. But see, too many uh, of the American people out there are just freaking warped. They can't think for themselves. They just can't. You have, you have people that seemingly uh, have some common sense. But when, when things like this happen, pe- most people just they lose all common sense. And they just they want the government, you know, and see, when you lose common sense, it creates a vacuum in your freaking feeble mind. And what happens when that vacuum happens? Well, it, it, it sucks in the government. The government sees that vacuum. They rush in and we're here to help you. Right. Wrong. Dummy. Wrong. And see, this is what I mean, how it gets ridiculous. I know what they're up to. We know what they're up to. I haven't lost my common sense. I haven't lost my faculties. It's very clear. It's very clear. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people, people <laughs> that, was, that was clever, the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I don't, I don't know what part of that they miss. Well, they miss all of it. They miss the, oh, the entire, they miss all of it. All 26 words. I think it's 26. All 26 words they miss. But they know what they're doing. <laughs> I ask, and I've always asked, because we're getting towards the end of the first hour here. I've always asked, you know, I would post like in the chat room. In fact, I'll do it right now. Let's see here. Give me a moment. Give me one moment. There we go. Buy a rifle. You know, I would say, and I still do, buy a rifle. And now more than ever, guys, you need to get out there and buy that rifle because, look, they're going to they're gonna get something. You know, this time they're going to get a pretty big bite. Okay, they've been nibbling away and nibbling away, and they've always done that, okay? And they have gotten big bites before. 
but they're going to get a pretty big one this time. They're going to take a pretty good bite this time, guys. And we're just going to let it happen, apparently. We're just going to let it happen. And even Republicans are going to do it. Even what they call our presumptive or the presumptive Republican nominee for president, Donald Trump, has come out in favor of of banning those on the uh, terrorist watch list or the no-fly list from buying a gun. And because they say that's common sense. Even Mitch McConnell and Ryan, Paul Ryan, and, and you have even Republicans saying, well, that's just common sense. I mean, nobody wants a terrorist to have a gun, right? Really? Well, we arm terrorists every day, man. Are you kidding me? It's common sense that terrorists shouldn't have a gun? Uh, have you ever heard of, what is it? Is it ISIS? Is it ISIL? Is it ISIL or ISLI? Whatever, whatever they're calling that organization nowadays. Uh, we arm them every day. I mean, we arm them. Next thing, we're going to be arming them with ballistic missiles. Are you kidding me? And terrorists shouldn't have? No. See, it's a ruse, people. Don't fall for it. Here. Here. Here's, here's what they're really saying. Here's what they're really saying. It's not terrorists shouldn't have a gun. It's the American people shouldn't have a gun. That's what they're saying out of the other side of their mouth. Man, people, you better wake up. We had better wake up. And unfortunately, it might be too late. Google, go on YouTube and Google the song, We're Falling Off the Edge of the World, because, man, we're right there. We're right there. Maybe the earth really is flat. You know, maybe it really is flat, because we're, we're close, man. We're close. And there becomes like this there becomes like this point of no return, right? Or this event horizon, right? We're there. <laughs> We're there. And I know there's nothing I can do about it, apparently. You know, coming on the air twice a week, writing a blog, bloviating. I, I, hopefully, I don't know. I, I, I hope it's doing some good. Anyway, looks like we're going to be at the end of the first hour. I don't want to get too deep. I'd like to thank each and every one of you that uh, were tuning in here for the first hour. But, uh... There's another hour coming, so come back if you can. If not, uh, I will be on the air tomorrow. So uh, anyway, see you guys after the break.
found that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
are now into the second hour of the Condition Critical Show, and I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. This is my live show, guys. It's now, what, 10 minutes past the 3 o'clock hour out here in the state of Washington. Administratively, we are listening, or you are listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. That means you can go to the AmericanVoiceRadio.com or American or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. Did I say that right? The American Voice or AmericaVoiceRadio.com. I think that's what it is. I sometimes get those mixed up. I apologize. Either way, uh, that's the website, guys, uh, for this network, and you should go there. I have a website. haven't talked much about it this afternoon. It is ConditionCriticalShow.com. So just uh, briefly, I do. I have a website. You should check it out. I have a blog. Uh, I'm working on an article as uh, we speak, and I'm going to finish it tonight, and I, I enjoy doing them. Uh, I was talking with a buddy last night, you know, and, you know, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not tooting my own horn or anything like that. You know, I just, if I were a better writer though, you know, I, I could pump out an article pretty quickly, but, you know, I mean, and I, I referenced with this fellow last night, you know, like Pat Buchanan, you know, he's pretty prolific and, you know, and if I was half as good as him, you know, it wouldn't take me like a day and a half or 17 hours to freaking write an article, but if it does, you know, I put a lot of, put a lot of time and effort into them. Either way, go to my website, check out my blog. And some of the different things that I'm doing on there, guys, you know, I've been kind of presenting, uh, just go check it out. I, I, and there's a, there's a new feature where you can vote, right? So I have like a this or that, right? It's, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. And I have a couple of movies uh, that you can, I have several that you can, you know, choose from, uh, so like several posts, if you will, on my blog. And there'll be like two movies in the one post and two in the other and I kind of described them a little bit and which one did you like and blah 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 and I'm doing the same thing with songs so you can check out my blog and find those and and you can actually vote and I think it's pretty cool I don't know it just and it's just really it's just kind of a distraction really I think from all the bad news but at the same time uh, as you guys all know I love music and 
I have a lot of, I call it useless knowledge kind of, you know, rolling around in my head there. Uh, and so I like to just kind of share that. So anyway, check out my blog, conditioncriticalshow.com. Okay, what else? Uh, call in number 1-800-932-1980. Uh, I have a cell phone, 253-973-2995, and I'll, I'll mention that at the end of the show more. But you can call me or send me a text message, whatever. So, all right, well, let's move on. Uh, before, well, as we went into the break, uh, we were talking about, you're right, the, 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 the nonsense that is going on in this country as it pertains to, to more gun control. And as I said, and I'm, I really believe, guys, uh, I, unless we really, unless we, the American people, really do something drastic, because that's what it's going to take right now, unless we do something drastic, they're going to get a pretty big bite this time. So just prepare for it. You know, if you, if you enjoy your gun rights, uh, just prepare for it. That if we don't do something drastic, they're going to take a pretty big bite. And okay. And like I said, you know, even the Republicans, even Donald Trump saying it, you know, uh, the terrorists shouldn't have guns. And as we all know, the United States government, they're, they're the, the, you know, they are, they are the terrorists. So yeah, I agree that terrorists shouldn't have guns. So we should get, take the guns from them first. Uh, but that ain't going to happen. We're too stupid, I guess. I'd mentioned the no-fly list, and here's eight ways you can end up on the no-fly list. It's probably America's most controversial list. You could be put on it without your knowledge, and getting off it is extremely difficult. Now I'm reading from an article here, and it's a little far away, so let me just kind of reposition myself. And, and I have another problem. I have a very short cable, a very short cable, which kind of gets in the way here. It's kind of, yeah, anyway. It's the federal no-fly list, a collection of names of people who are not allowed to board commercial flights into or out of the United States. According to leaked documents obtained by The Intercept, more than 47,000 people were on America's no-fly list as of August 2013. That number reportedly includes 800 Americans, many of whom don't even know they're on it. The government sends no official notification to those on the list. Many times, people don't find out until they're denied boarding at the airport. Wow, how nice. How nice. A number of high-profile lawsuits have claimed the government unjustly added people to the list and blocked their efforts to have their names removed. Last summer, a federal court ruled in favor of 13 people who claimed the government violated their constitutional right to travel by placing them on the no-fly list. The government was ordered to tell the plaintiffs whether they're on the list, spell out the reasons they are banned from travel, and give them a chance to challenge the government findings. Well, that, that's called due process, and they don't want that. Huh, due process? Poof. That's old school, man. That's passe. The case was one of the biggest challenges yet to the super-secret government list, but the veil that shrouds the no-fly list still remains. There is this black box procedure which operates purely behind the curtains, and no one is able to part those curtains and find out what really goes on. Airline industry analyst Robert Mand explained to Yahoo Travel. The government maintains that the secrecy about the no-fly list is necessary for national security. Of course it is. I mean, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Jeez. Of course it is. That's all I got to say about that. A potential terrorist can be tipped off that the government is watching them, the logic goes, if he gets a letter saying he's now on the government blacklist. Now we can't have that. I think it's like any high security process, says man, you don't want to reveal sources and methods because knowledge of those sources and methods permit nefarious individuals to compromise them or, or, <laughs> or it, it allows people due process, you know, and, and a little bit of proper adjudication. I mean, or, or there's that too, right? Jeez. 
Despite the secrecy, various court cases, news reports leaked, and, and leaked documents have shed some light on the process behind the no-fly list. Here are eight possible ways one can end up on it. So now we're getting to the crux of the matter. Well, one, being suspected of direct terrorist activity. This may be this one may be obvious, but but that's now I'm reading from the article, and that's the first half a sentence. This one may be obvious. Well, but apparently it isn't obvious. Okay, it it, it isn't because anybody, it, uh, me right now, bloviating on American Voice Radio Network, I guarantee you, could get me uh, put on this list. Guaranteed, guaranteed. Certainly, my one of my, my closing statements that I cl- close out my shows with. Each and every week, that being be all that you can be, become a domestic terrorist, can end me, end me up there. Can it not? Could it not? So, no, it's not obvious. Just like the war on terror isn't obvious, because terror is just a thing. It's a made-up thing. It's a made-up thing, and it's whatever the whim of the day is. That's all it is. So, no, it's not obvious. But of course, known terrorists end up on the fly list. Really? Whatever. The man who tried to bomb a Northwest Airlines flight in 2009 and the man convicted of planning a car bomb in Times Square in 2010 both were on the no-fly list. They were able to board planes anyway. Hmm, well, geez, I guess, I guess it doesn't work then there, does it, guys? Kind of like gun control. Well, I'm not going to read uh, any more from, from that. The second way you can end up on there is, and now this is number two, travel to certain countries. Really, frequent trips to known trouble... To a known trouble spot can raise a red flag. If you travel to certain places, the likelihood is you get more scrutiny, says man. If you travel frequently to countries that are known to be involved in terrorism or financial crimes, you do run the risk of having your travels alerted more carefully. Oh, do you mean like Hillary Clinton visiting Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, different uh, countries that that witch has visited how many times? All to promote the Clinton Foundation, all to get campaign money. I don't see uh, anybody clamoring for Hillary Clinton to be ended up on a no-fly list when she should be at the top of the list. Huh. But no, but no. See, who ends up on the no-fly list in this instance, you know, as far as traveling to a certain country? I'll tell you, some poor loaf, right, who fled one of these places, right, because the uh, an F-15 fighter jet bombed his freaking grass hut, right? And oh, But that was after the United States... Uh, murdered, assassinated their duly elected president or dictator and inserted their own, right? So he's like, man, uh, geez, okay, I guess I can't stay here anymore. They've bombed my grass hut now repeatedly. I, I, there's no more grass left to build a grass hut. I guess I got to go somewhere else. Uh, hey, gee, I guess I'll go to the United States. And so he ends up in the United States, call it 15 years ago, right? And this, call this a decent guy. Yeah, he's from one of those countries, and he's maybe just a decent guy, right? He comes here, he gets a job, and he, he just, he's got a whatever. You know, he's just got a job down at the local whatever, the Jiffy Lube, and he's just trying to make ends meet, right? But you know what? He still has family back there, right? And you know what? His mom and dad are still back there. He might have a brother, sister, and uncle, and he thought, he, so, you know, uh, i got to go back and visit them. They're my family. That's the kind of guy that ends up on a no-fly list. Some poor loaf who just goes back and visits family. Hey, you know, really? You know, wake up, people. Jeez. Unbelievable. Number three? Number three? Here you go. This is number three. Something you said in the past. Something you said in the past. I'll say it again. Something you said in the past. Huh. 
There are numerous complaints from nonviolent political activists who say they've ended up on a no-fly list for something they said. Former Princeton University professor Walter Murphy told The Guardian that in 2007, he was denied a boarding pass in Newark International Airport. He suspects it was because of a high-profile lecture he gave that had been critical of then-President Bush. In 2012, Wade Hicks, the spouse of a Navy lieutenant, claimed he was told he was on a no-fly list. He thinks it was because of comments he made about 9-11. Oh, no, I guess it was, I guess he might have said something like, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. I guess he said something like that about 9-11 as far as the government uh, narrative of those events go. He probably said something like, yeah, right, that's how it happened. You, sir, are now on the no-fly list. Don't you see? Number four, have a similar name to someone on the no-fly list. Well, hey, if you just happen to be unfortunate enough, you know, to be named, I don't know, Muammar Gaddafi, you know, you're going to end up on the no-fly list, even though you might just be some poor loaf that works at Jiffy Lube. So there you go. No-fly list for you. You ain't going back home uh, to Timbuk7 uh, and visiting your, your, your relatives ain't happening. Number five, not becoming an informant. And see, we all know that. We all know that. I'm going to go back just a little ways here. That is how the whole Ruby Ridge uh, series of events happened, all because Randy Weaver would not infiltrate because they wanted him to. Uh, what back then were called the Montana Freeman. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They claim... They claim, see, here's how, here's, now, this is just a little bit of history. You know, he did go to a couple of Aryan Nation meetings. But see, even in his own words, he was never a white supremacist. Just like me. I'm not a white supremacist. I am, however, a white separatist. And that's what Randy Weaver was. He said, yeah, I went to a couple of, uh, uh, he said, but it wasn't my thing. You know, it just wasn't my thing. And I respect that. But see, that's how they tried to rope him in. That's how the ATF and the FBI tried to rope him in, right? They thought, and then they also, you know, they had, they inserted their, a plant who was a convicted felon. Okay, I'm, and all that. But they wanted information on the Montana Freeman because back then they were going after Aryan nations vehemently. And there was an offshoot of them called the Montana Freeman. Anyway, they wanted him. They said, hey, we got you. You went to a couple of those meetings, so we know you're one of them, and we can get you for this, 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 this and that. And But we'll let you off the hook if you go over and go to a couple of their meetings and give us some information. And he told them, go pound sand. That's how it happened. So anyway, not becoming an informant. And so now we all know what happened uh, to the Randy Weaver family uh, because he just uh, refused uh, to be a, a freaking snitch and a government freaking stooge. Anyway, number six. I have time to get this before the break. Number six, clerical error. So just a clerical error. According to a lawsuit detailed in Wired magazine, a Stanford University doctoral, or doctoral student was placed on a no-fly list in 2004. After seven years of federal lawsuits, seven years, it was determined she was unjustly put on the list because, of an, FBI, because an FBI agent had checked the wrong box on a form. Seven years. Seven years. I read something yesterday, and this was from, that, uh, from Mrs. Senator Lindsey Graham, you know, that sissy from South Carolina. He said something like, because it's been brought up that, hey, it's hard to get off this list once you're on it. It's, it there's a, you know, it's very difficult, the procedure. And Mrs. Senator Lindsey Graham said, uh, and I don't have it in front of me, but he said something like, oh, well, that's easy. Uh, that's easy. That, that's easily fixed. And, and we have the means to do that. It's easy. Really? It's easily fixed? Well, it took this person seven years. 
Is that what you mean by easily fixed there, Miss Senator Lindsey Graham, you sissy? At really seven years. Well, see, that's about how fast things work in Congress. Number seven. Number seven, law enforcement issues. Okay, what do they mean by law enforcement issues? Man says you may not even have to be suspected of terrorism to get on a no-fly list. In some cases, people have either open warrants or some other characteristics indicating criminal activity, and then they find themselves on this list, he says, even when the alleged activity has nothing to do with aviation security. Man believes that's a sign the no-fly list has morphed beyond an air security tool into an all-out law enforcement tactic. This has mission creeped into something that is much wider in scope than was originally intended, he says. Really? You don't think? <laughs> See, guys, if, you, you know, if we allow this to happen, I'm telling you, they're going to get a big bite. And you know what? It might just be a moot point. The last one, controversial tweets. That's right, controversial tweets. Now, as you all know, I am not a fan in any way, shape, matter, or form of two particular social media platforms, those being Facebook and Twitter. I think they're ridiculous. I think they're moronic. And if you're using them, you should stop doing so. That's it, period. But I'll read from uh, the description here, controversial tweets. The government guidelines published by The Intercept, by The Intercept, this is now the, the publication, that publication, barred agencies from blacklisting people based on information that is unreliable or not credible. But it does, but it does point out that social media posts should not automatically be discounted when deciding whether someone belongs on a blacklist. Agencies are instructed to evaluate the credibility of the source as well as the nature and specificity of the information and nominate even if that source is uncorroborated. Well, there you go. But don't worry. Chances are your tweet will not land you on a no-fly list. Writing the TSA on Twitter with some negative comments about your experience at such-and-such airport won't do anything other than get you a sorry from the TSA, says man. There are so many of those. Half the traveling public would be on the darned list, he said. (laughs) I'm not even going to get into the TSA. I'm just really not. Uh, Only to say that each, each and everybody that works for the TSA is a freaking moron, okay, who who can barely, there you go, that's all all I'm going to say. They're just a bunch of freaking retards. There you go. Well, I wonder if that'll get me on the no-fly list. Lucky for me, though, I don't like flying, so I would, I would rather drive. Anyway, it closes out. The government, either via policy change or court order, has made some changes to the no-fly list that have opened up the process somewhat. But everyone agrees it's still a slow and secretive process. And so then why would we consider allowing Congress uh, to do this? Because, see, that's really how it is, guys. We allow them to do it. You know, there's none of this, it's out of our control thing. They're going to do it anyway. I mean, I know that's how things work out, but that's really not how it is. We're going to allow them to do this unless you pick up the phone and call these knuckleheads and say, hey, man, you better knock it off. You had better knock it off. And then maybe read to them from the preamble of the Bill of Rights. Actually, why don't you just copy and paste that into an email to your representative? Say, hey, dude. You better knock it off. You understand me? Or you're going to get benzioed. Remember what getting benzioed is? Well, they're going to get benzioed. I see we're up on to the break here. So before I get into anything else, I will wait until the music starts playing. And there it is. I will see you after the break.
Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one four. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Welcome back to the last part of the Condition Critical Show for this afternoon. It is now 37 minutes past the 3 o'clock hour. I am live today again, and I am your host, Jay Shanahan. You are listening to me live. This is the Condition Critical Show. Okay, I just want to kind of finish up. I'll talk about some administrative stuff here at the end of the show. Uh, as, as the show closed out, or not the show, as the, we went into the break there, uh, I had kind of presented to you how you can end up on a no-fly list, and I had referenced that sissy uh, Senator Mrs. Uh, Lindsey Graham, and I found uh, the, the article there where he quoted that, uh, and it's from cbsnews.com. It's kind of in the middle of the article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. The headline is, Senator Strike Compromise to Ban Suspected Terrorists from Buying Guns. Now, just briefly, just briefly, now just pay attention to that headline. GOP senators, that just kind of forwarded on me, senators strike a compromise, see, because they repeatedly in this article talk about how it needs to be a bipartisan effort, okay? That's important. That's important, see, because it's always the Democrats that talk about bipartisanship, always, when, when they want something done. Oh, we got to be bipartisan about this, and the Republicans always cave. I think I mentioned that, okay? So just keep that in mind. Let me find it here. Scroll back down. Here it is. Uh, Okay, let me make sure I'm at the right spot. Here we go. Senator Mrs. Lindsey Graham, and now I'm inserting that, right? He's a Republican from South Carolina, also supports the proposal. Of course he does. He said he owns an AR-15 himself, and he addressed the concerns of some Republicans that the watch list includes people who shouldn't be on them. Here's a quote. The likelihood of someone being on this list and buying a gun to use it in a terrorist act, to me, is far greater than the likelihood of an innocent person being on the list, Graham said. He went on to say, we can fix the problem with the innocent person. Well, I think I just illustrated for you that no, you can't. It took one person seven years. This guy is a bald-faced liar, and he's a punk, and he needs benzioed. We all remember what that means, right? Okay. So there you go. I just wanted to, uh, I did find it, and I wanted to uh, present that to you because I had mentioned it. Okay. 
not going to talk really anymore about gun control other than to say, guys, pick up the phone and call your representative. Okay. I, I, it, just do it. Pick up your phone and call your representative and say, you do, I, you do not support this. Okay. It's not up to you. It's up to the American people. It's not up to you. Call them. Call them, please. All right. Where to move on here in the closing waning moments of the show. I mean, do I really want to do this? I think I do uh, because it's just, you know, it's outrageous. And these two things that perhaps you don't know. This is from NPR. And the headline is, in conversation with Oprah, that's awful windbag, uh, in other words, Michelle, is it a, what is it, Obama, I inserted that, tells men to be better. That's right, that's the headline. I'll say it again. In conversation with Oprah, Michelle Obama tells men to be better. So, and I found this just unbelievable, the, 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 the gall of this creature, you know, of these people. Unbelievable. Awful windbag and first lady or first creature, Michelle, what is it, Obama, sat down at the United States of Women's Summit earlier this week in Washington, D.C. They spoke at length about women's empowerment and self-worth. But their message to men is getting a lot of attention. And what is that? Here it is. Asked what men attending the summit can do. Obama replied, be better. I mean, if that, if you're not offended, if it's a man, and I... I I, I really don't know what to say. I mean, she needs, it needs slapped, open hand slapped right across the face. Okay. That's what, that's what this creature needs. She's got some nerve. It's got some nerve. She went on though. It went on though. Be better at everything. Be better fathers. Good Lord. Just being good fathers who love your daughters. Yeah. Like I do. And that's why I wouldn't allow my daughter or I wouldn't allow some transgendered freaking homosexual freak degenerate to waltz into my to the girl's bathroom to take a dump next to my daughter you because you would get benzioed you got that okay be good daughters and are providing a solid example of what it means to be a good man in a world and showing them what it feels like to be loved that is the greatest gift that the men in my life gave to me whatever the fact that she herself never it itself never experienced Abuse at the hands of a man, Obama said, is sad to say. That's a rare reality. So men can be better at that. Really? And that's a rare... So what she's saying is men perpetrate violence on women often, I guess is what she's trying to say is, because she's saying it's a rarity. And doesn't that... Aren't you offended? I mean, that's offensive. I mean, whatever, man. Men can also be better husbands. Do the dishes. Be engaged. Be part of your family's lives. Obama called on men to be... Also called on men to be, what? To be a better employer? What's, what's that supposed to mean? When you are sitting at a seat of power, at a table of any kind, and you look around, and you just see you, now see, you knew she was going to go there, right? You knew. You just knew she was going to go there. You just knew it. It's always about freaking race and freaking gender to these people. When I always, when, when on out of one, the other side of their mouth, they say that we're all the same. You just knew. It didn't take long for this creature to end up there, did it? It's just you and a bunch of men around the table on a golf course making deals, and you know, and, and you allow that to happen, and you're okay with that? Be better, the creature went on to say. 
Earlier in the conversation, Obama called on women to get to know themselves and learn to prioritize their own needs. The key to balance, the creature said. You know why? Because men don't have to balance anything. Sorry, I hope that is changing, but so many men don't have to do it all. (laughs) You hearing this? This is, you hearing this? I mean, we have, this is what I'm talking about. We have sunk so low that we allow creatures like this to, to, to insult the American men that way, the men of America in, in that fashion. And we just so casually just let this creature do it. That's how far we've fallen. That's the theme, guys. The whole theme of my show today is we're falling off the edge of the world, man. And, and, and you know, God and Jesus Christ aren't the captain of the ship anymore. The devil is. We've let the devil, we've let Satan, Lucifer, the devil, captain this ship now. And who's, who's like the first mate and the first captain and all that? Well, President, President Barack Hussein Obama and his creature boyfriend of a wife. Michelle Bigfoot Obama. There you go. There's more. There is more. I mean... Believe it or not, here you go. There were also lighthearted moments as Obama spoke about her her attraction to uh, her husband. Good Lord, watching my husband walk off a Marine One and go to the Oval Office, it's like, mm, mm, mm. And you know he's got that walk, right? He was very swagalicious, she said. Winfrey is a friend of the Obamas and once campaigned for that swagalicious president. There you go. See, that's really what it's all about. I mean, they could have just ended it. I mean, they could have just started and ended right there. Because that's really what this is all about, to these nitwits, these freaking lunatics at NPR. And awful windbag. So anyway, I'm going to move on. It's all bad news, man. I mean, it's all bad news. But sometimes good things happen. Here you go. This is out of the USA Today. When I saw this, I thought, hey, you know, there are, there are some people out there with common sense. And for whatever reason, you know, they did this, I guess not doesn't really necessarily matter, uh, but it's a good thing. What, what am I talking about? Well, the headline is, this is from USA Today, the headline is, why this county, like a county of a state, refused to lower flags after Orlando. Again, the headline, why this county refused to lower flags after Orlando. Flags across the United States no longer are flying at half-staff in honor of the victims of the Orlando homo nightclub massacre, but residents of one Alabama county won't notice a difference. That's because the official in charge of flying a flag flying in Baldwin County never lowered them in the first place. There you go. Baldwin County, Alabama, never lowered their flags in the first place. When the flag is at half staff, our country's head is figuratively held low. And quite frankly, I am not willing to hang my head down because of a terrorist attack against our people and our allies. Tucker Dorsey, the chairman of the county com- uh, uh, commissioner, he explained on Facebook. So again, it kind of really doesn't matter. I mean, his, his reasoning for doing so doesn't really jive with me, but, but to stay within the Venn diagram, he still did not order the flags flown at half staff. And when he goes on, I'm not willing to hang my head down because an evil shoots up a church, school, or a movie theater. We need more than a gesture as a response. So, you know, and yeah, again, it doesn't matter. And in the infamous words of Rush Limbaugh, it's symbolism over substance, and that's so much what we do, you know, when things like this happen. And flying the flag at half-staff is just one of them, just one of them, and that's just one of them. But it's, to me, it's the most prominent, and because we shouldn't be doing it, okay? But we do other things. 
we do the whole hashtag thing. Uh, hashtag uh, Orlando Strong. Hashtag Paris Strong. Or hashtag We Stand with Charleston. Or hashtag, right? Just all bunch of freaking or symbolism, like going to get a tattoo. I'm just going to get a tattoo of, of Orlando in a black heart because Orlando is just so, it thinks you're so bad. <laughs> right? That's all we do. We don't have to do anything else anymore. Just a little bit of symbolism and then, and then go on about our merry way. You know, just go on about our merry way, ignoring the degeneracy and the filth and the vile, disgusting things that take place in this country. Instead of actually doing something about it, we're just gonna we're just gonna cry and go on Facebook, <laughs> right? It's a bunch of freaking sissies. And grow up, people. Grow up and grow some. You know, a pair of those. How about it? Oh, let's see here. Yeah, blah blah blah. I wanted to get to something here. Blah blah blah. Uh, Dorsey, a Republican who previously refused to lower county flags after the terrorist killings in Paris and San Bernardino, California, also insisted the U.S. flag code does not include terrorist events or mass shootings uh, among the reasons to lower the flag, despite orders from President Osama and Alabama Governor Robert Bentley. Well, what, the president's supposed to care about what's right and what's wrong and about the law and about it? Really? That's that's so that's passe too. What are you talking about? Who cares about that? Whether it's the right thing to do or not. I have something in here I just wanted to get to. Yeah, at first Dorsey wasn't alone in his defiance. Cole County, Missouri, also kept their flags flying high because lowering it too much takes away from the honor. Commissioner Jeff Hulstetler told the Jefferson City News Tribune. But after complaints were made, the commissioner reversed its decision on uh, Tuesday, right, because they're a bunch of sissies, spineless creeps. That's who they are. They cowered to a bunch of degenerates. That's what they did. So if you're listening there in Jefferson County, you, you, uh, Missouri, uh, your county commissioners are a bunch of creeps. Anyway, this is, the, this is what I kind of wanted to point out. Uh, now, now listen to this here. USA Today reported that Obama has ordered flags uh, lowered to half staff more than any president in history. Look, I mean, that's the theme with this jack wagon, okay? That's the theme with him. He's like, he has shattered every freaking record, okay, when it comes to degeneracy and doing the most degenerate acts and the most acts of treason against this country. He has shattered every record. So why not one more? Why not one more? It goes on, since 2009... He has issued 66 proclamations to fly the flag at half-staff, more than President George W. Bush's 58 and President Bill Clinton's 50. Well, there you go. And like I said, here, this, this, this guy is a jack wagon. And, you know, he's, it's just one more thing. Just one more thing, guys. All right, I have a little bit of time. <laughs> I want to try and find something good here to report, but... Uh, as I'm looking at, you know, like my list of things, because I always over-prepare, uh, I don't really see much, you know? I don't really... Oh, okay. This, here's a good one. And, and, and you know, this illustrates... This, this really illustrates, guys, how sissified we have become. And now, Frank, 
you're down in Oregon. This is from King 5 News, but this story is out of Portland. Portland, Oregon. Here's the headline. Portland man's Facebook post about gun store visit taken down. Well, it went viral first, and then it was taken down. So this has been updated. Da, da, da. Hold on, Kennedy Sanders. I'm just trying to read here. Uh, hold on. I'll just read from the article, Here's because here's the original story. I have time. A Portland man's Facebook post went viral after he documented his recent visit to a local gun store. In the post, Buckley Jepson wrote that his intention was to try and understand why a gun store would sell an AR-15 rifle like the one used at the Orlando, uh, Orlando Homo nightclub uh, shooting last weekend, which we all know, but see, details don't matter. It was not an AR-15. It was what it was, an MXX, MCX, uh, six-hour MCX type of a rifle. But see, ah, details don't matter. I'll go on. The post had been shared more than 21,000 times by Thursday afternoon. Now, this would have been last week, gentlemen. I didn't go into berate. But to try and understand why a store would sell such weapons, Jepson wrote. Jepson then recounted the conversation he had with two employees at U.S. Guns, located at 9063 Southwest Barber Boulevard. This would be in Portland, Oregon. One worker told Jepson that many customers who buy AR-15s use them to shoot cans and stuff. He also said some buy the guns to protect their homes and family. When Jepson questioned what would happen if the store stopped selling AR-15 rifles, one employee replied, well, we'd be out of business. Jepson asked them to stop selling the guns and left the store. Now, here you go. Before he got into his car, Jepson was confronted by a man who was in the store during the exchange and followed him outside. The man told Jepson that most people buy AR-15s to protect themselves from people who might try and steal their food after an earthquake or Muslims and immigrants streaming, uh, streaming across the border to get us, according to the Facebook post. Now, here you go. Jepson ended the post by asking others to go to the lo- their local gun stores and ask questions just as he did. I dr- now, listen. Now, listen. This is what I was getting to about how sissified we have become. Now, this is a grown man. This is a grown man. Here you go. This is a quote. I drove away proud that I hadn't screamed at anyone, but just asked questions, hoping I would learn something. I did. And it made me cry a little bit as I drove home, wrote Jepson. We all have a gun story to tell. Tell them your story and ask him to stop selling AR guns. He probably won't, but he will have made them think about it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what a sissy. <laughs> what a sissy. If this is a married man, uh, I'm guessing his wife has filed for divorce about right now. I'm guessing because if I were a woman, and I'm not, okay, uh, this isn't a man that I would want to be associated with. What a sissy. What a freaking sissy. Well, there you go. There you go. So if you run into, and what's his name here? If you run into Buckley Jepson uh, down there in Portland, guys, uh, he's a sissy. Okay? And you might want to steer clear of him. Because uh, at a minimum, you're going to get some tears splashed on you. Because he's probably crying right now. He probably cries about everything. All right. Well, I don't really have much more uh, to report on this afternoon, guys. As I said, uh I guess I could talk about, and I haven't. Maybe I'll get into it a little bit tomorrow, but I'll set it up. Uh, this whole Brit X thing, as it's called, before that it was called something different. It's Britain, uh, uh, you know.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.